شريك لك لبيك إن الحمد والنعمة لك والملك لا شريك لك Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good to see everyone back here in the studio. And today we got an amazing guest on an amazing topic. And it's about to get intense in this room. We got one of my longtime mentors, teachers. And now as we get older, maybe friends. But the role of a mentor never changes. <laughs> Nevertheless, we have Muhammad Susi in the building today. Muhammad, how you doing? I'm excellent, mashallah. How you feeling? It's been a while. Wallah, mashallah. How's the dunya been treating you? We did some, we did some visiting overseas, alhamdulillah. Oh, mashallah, mashallah. So we'll talk a little bit about that as we go. <laughs> <laughs> and all the fatwas uh, we gave <laughs> back home. Definitely, um, definitely, definitely. Good to see you back today. We're talking about Muslim attire, hijab, the beard, the style, you know, the lights, the camera, the action, and all of the above regarding this amazing topic. And this is, you know what I mean, sometimes a forgotten topic. And I think there's a big culture clash between the elder generation, the younger generation, and there seems to be a clash in every single family about what is appropriate and what is not appropriate regarding the Muslim attire. So uh, do you think this is the case? Is there a culture clash regarding in this topic before we even get into it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my kids have this clash almost every day. Yeah. Almost daily. Yeah. Uh, subhanallah, subhanallah. So th the first key question that we want to get into regarding this topic is what is appropriate <coughs> in Muslim attire and Islamic attire mm. and what is not and what are we using what are the um, how do we evaluate this mm. do we use culture do we use Islam is there a mix of between the two well, so on and so forth everything okay that's that's like the broad question but okay. we'll get into it as uh, you know like probably take it in smaller bites inshallah yeah, yeah. اللهم رب شرح لي صدري وسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لسان يفقه قولي اللهم أمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته سبحان الله the first of all we need to understand you know we're talking about this as we do always of course from an Islamic standpoint of course as okay. Muslims so like you mentioned the clash between the elders and the youth yep there's this clash because there's a gray area so true okay so and of course were raised in the West, so a lot of the attire, akhlaq, mannerisms rubs off on us. We go to school, our kids go to school here. Of course. So they rub off with non-Muslims all day, you know, rub elbows. Um, you know, and we say this every time, you know, that the way you think, your mentality is all based on 15 years of HBO, Netflix, <laughs> uh, sitcoms, TV, Mr. Bean, Mr. Peen, Mr. Whatever it is, Shaitan out there. Yeah. So that's what you have in your head. That's that's all that's been fed to you. Yeah. And maybe Yom al you go listen to a boring khutbah that talks about nothing, and it just beats around the bush. It's indirect. And of course, in Ramadan, you get to read some Quran, and five days after Ramadan, it's gone. Yeah. That those that iman it is it, just gone. So the issue, once again, it always comes back to your influence. You know, who are you hanging out with? Because I guarantee you, if a sister that doesn't wear hijab hangs out with other sisters that wear hijab, she's going to wear hijab. And a brother who hangs out with brothers who have beards, sooner than later is going to grow a beard. You know, like they say in, Arab, uh, in Arabic, The friend will lure you in. If it's good, it will be good. If it's bad, 
it will be bad, of course. You know, and we, you know, birds of a feather flock together type of thing. I yep. think that's a. Um, he said that your deen is going to be in accordance to your best of kin or your best of friend or your closest of friends. And so you should pay attention to whom you befriend, the Prophet said. So in general, the clash, the clash is there because we don't have um, a standard that we both abide by. That's true. Okay. So like even our parents, if we look at, for instance, I was raised in a Muslim country. Uh, if you look at in the 60s after most of the muslim countries they got their liberation um mm -hmm. and then they got their independence uh, so a lot of them started between 54 and 62 yeah most of the muslim countries okay yeah. we've seen within that period right before yeah. um they were you know um the occupation was gone or left a lot of the muslims started to wear Imitate non-Muslim attire mm -hmm. at the time. Yep. At the time, it was non-Muslim attire. The suit, the tie, the shirt. They yeah. used to wear kamis. That's it. That's what they were. They were in different formats in different countries. Somebody comes in. Who oh, my country wear this? No, I'm, I'm talking about in general. That's Generally. Muslim attire. That is a a jubba, a jilbab, a kamis of some sort, a hijab, yeah. a, a sutra of some sort, a what's called a um a hayek or a sifsari or it's called different things yep. different country yep. you know um, a, 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 something that covers you kind of in a way that is not tight it's not yes. in its fathfad so that start that transformation started and those children at that time or those young folks were clashing big time with their parents Ajib. from that country Ajib. it's uh, you know and what what we're seeing a lot for instance now a lot of the youth, there's the reverse clash, excuse me, meaning that the children or the youth want to dress Islamically and their parents don't. Ajib. That's a reverse clash. And then we're talking about, there's the regular clash. Yeah. Like, for instance, I'm always on my kid's case about why are you wearing tight pants? Why are you wearing this? You, you can't wear this. You yeah. can't do that. You, yeah. You're just, you're always like a, uh, like a soldier. You know, like you're police. just at police and, you know, the, the dress police, you know, and their mother, of course, every day, you know, because I'm not usually there a lot. I travel. Yeah, yeah. But either way, and this is what all of your parents are doing. But the thing is, is there has to be a standard that we can abide by. So. Okay. And that's kind of what we'll talk about on and off as, as we go through the topic. And we'll answer that big question in little bites as little we go. Bites. I just want to make that kind of small that's a introduction. Intro. That's a beautiful, beautiful intro. So when it comes to Muslim attire, you said we the foundational marja or place of return for us is Islam. Mm -hmm. And so when we go to Islam, Sheikh, what seems to be uh, the most appropriate way for the Muslim attire? So the the first of all, we have to there's a gender, of course, identification. The crucial. Okay, this is first. The Prophet ﷺ said, Cursed are the men who look or want to look like women, and cursed are the women that want to that look like men or want to look like men. Sah. 
Okay, and then we get this argument, which I will discuss throughout. Oh, there's a lot of things that are common right now that men wear jeans, women wear jeans. This, these are becoming commonalities. Yes, but there's still Standard. differences. Yes, there's still standards even in the in the kufar land. I always like to use that word. <laughs> even in kufar land, yeah. there's still a distinction between man and woman, male and female. It's true. And I know there's a three percent out there that's just roaring and screaming, and everybody thinks it's the norm that men want to be women and women want to be men and and today I was reading an article about a person in Japan that paid fifteen thousand seven hundred dollars to look to get a fur of a dog he always wanted to be an animal he says that they wanted he wanted to become a dog so they made an outfit for him to be like a dog and then they're filming him doing poses like the dogs turning around it's a dog if you look at the picture it's a dog this is in Japan. Wallahi, I'm not. You guys think sometimes I make this stuff up. Wallahi. <laughs> Some of my buddies say, Muhammad, are you, do you exaggerate in, in, in these things? And I yeah. said, I absolutely don't. It's so bad that you don't even want to believe you it. You don't even want to believe it. You're trying so, to and then, you know, the one, the one that's liberated, she she's on a leash, on a leash with her uh, friend or guy friend, and she's a cat, and she's meowing in the park, or she's a dog barking. In the, and if you say you have to be in a submissive role, then they say, no, 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 no. Astaghfirullah. You know, we can't do that. You know? But it, it's just gone so so far and so crazy even though it's still a small percentage, the media, Exploit, yeah. it's just like, it makes it look like this is the norm. Yeah. Okay. And of course it will become the norm Every sooner time. than later. It's going to happen. We just have to fight it as much as we can. Yeah. Whether it's in ourselves and within our, you know, our spouses and our, our children, we just have to do it for the sake of Allah. Cause that's what we're going to be asked about. Yeah. Okay, so we are the ones who promote virtue and forbid evil. We are the ones who, we do amr bil ma'roof and nahal munkar. And we have to start with ourselves, with our spouses, with our closest of kin, we, you know, with our parents and so forth and so on. So the whole notion that, oh, everybody's the same is not true. Impossible. It's not true. If you want to look at what the successful people do in this country, go look at the Congress, go look at the Senate, go look at business in corporate America. Women, even when they wear suits, they are female suits or they wear shorts, you know, they wear skirts yep. and they wear blouses. And men don't come in with dreadlocks. Men don't come in looking like punks. Men don't come in with tattoos or women's don't come, women don't come in with tattoos. This is corporate America. Yeah. They have an attire That's true. and they have a strategy and they have a standard, I should say. And people just, you know, walk around like, oh, I'm free. You're not free. <laughs> you're, unless you have some kind of income that you don't ha need anybody, you're not free. That's true. So there are still rules, laws, and regulations. And people will judge you. People will look at you. People will um, deal with you based on how you look. So true. And that's in America, 21st century. You know, this still exists until today. I mean, I do a lot of work amongst Christian groups. In Uqsim Lakum Billah, I don't I didn't even make this up. They they call him a shim. A man that has long hair is called a shim. Ajeeb. He's a she and a he at the same time. They call him a shim. Ah. So if a guy has long hair, yeah. I don't I you couldn't make this stuff up. You know, and these are people in the hundreds of thousands. It's not like five people under a rock somewhere. These are strong Christian groups that are throughout America. We just don't see these don't people. See them, we don't yeah. hear about them, but they are out there. 
you look at all your successful men and women. They don't look crazy, you guys. They don't. Besides the hijab, we're, we're going to talk, hijab's going to have a different, we're going to talk about that towards the end, you know. But we're talking in general, a lot of, you know, we always talk about the long hair. That's true. Okay. Did you have another question before I go on in my rant? <laughs> okay. The first component you said when we look at Islam and how we, when we're talking about Muslim, we separate it by gender. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then the next step seems to be the expectation of each gender at are there culture specifics after gender or mm. is it directly towards wajibat? Yeah, there's, of course, there's both. Okay. So you have the gender specific okay. and you have the culture specific. Okay. Okay, what does this mean? For instance, like we talked about the gap, uh, um, the, the, um, the identity gap yes. that in the 60s that the, my parents, yeah. for instance, yeah. our, parents, our parents, they started yeah. wearing suits. They started wearing charleston, this, the, the wide pants at the bottom yeah. with the big, uh, you know, the, the shirt with the, with the big collars on. You know, the ones that you guys see um, yep, yep. in Scarface are these older movies that, yeah. the, that came out a long time ago. Yeah, may Allah forgive us for watching uh, movies a long time ago, <laughs> you know. But um, you want to look at the, the perspective that they had a huge clash with their parents. That's true. Because that was like extravagant. That was like, wow, what are you doing? Yeah. And if you look at the hippies in the 60s and the 70s, how everybody kind of dressed a yeah. lot. You know, there, there's different phases throughout cultures, but there's a lot of commonalities throughout cultures. So, so some of those things were haram back then. Yeah. Because they stuck out. Yeah. And then little by little, it became, it became the norm. It becomes common throughout everybody. So now if somebody wears those type of clothes, nobody says, oh, he's uh, looking like the kuffar yeah. or, oh, he's a uh, fasiq or so it's a norm. Once a norm. that becomes the norm, yeah. unless it's revealing. So. Unless it's tight, so. unless it looks like a woman's clothing, unless it's something that is forbidden. So. Otherwise, just wearing a suit and tie is no longer haram in the Muslim lands or in Muslims in general. So. Okay? Of course, unless you're wearing the slimmy timmy and then yeah, when yeah, you yeah. make sujood, that it explodes. and yeah, all, that, yeah, yeah. That's not appropriate. Yeah. But if you're wearing a proper suit and tie and you're, you know, you, you're looking you know, as a man, I'm talking about. And the same thing goes for the sisters. There were certain attires like when I grew up in, in, in Tunisia, they used to wear the hijab and then they would wear what's called a sifseri on top. It's like a big garment that they put and they cover and they, you can only see the eye. So if you go back right now on Google and say Tunisia in the 60s, you'll see what the women used to dress like. And it's the most liberated Islamic country on the face of the earth. Well, after Turkey, I apologize, yeah. but they're very they're hand in hand. And see what they used to wear. Egypt, what did women used to wear? You know, yeah. what did Muslim what was the Muslim attire in Egypt in the 50s and 60s? And in Yemen, go and Google it and you'll see pictures. Yeah. That's what people used to look like. And for a thousand three hundred years, people mainly looked like that. Yeah. And the biggest change started when the, 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 the non-Muslims came in and occupied Muslim lands. And of course, there was a lot of push for this for certain reasons. Of course. There were bribes for people to wear these types of attires. Of course. There were bribes for these sisters to, to take off the hijab and, to, and take off the niqab and so forth and so forth. So all of these, yes, they are cultural. It, it's all by country. There's certain things that, for instance, if you were in, in Tunis, it's like, wow, you're, you're going to Jannat al-Firdaus, you know? Yeah. But you, you couldn't dress like that in Saudi Arabia. No. So that's cultural. Okay. Okay. 
um, you know, like you see a lot in the African countries. That's true. They wear a lot of extravagant colors. Yeah. They don't wear simple colors. No. The more the colors, the merrier. The better. Yeah. Well, if you look, if you now, if you go there, for instance, and you're wearing one color, you might stick out. You might stick out. So that's a problem. Even yeah. though that is, you know, لباس المرأة لا يكون يعني لا يكون شفافا لا يكون فضفاضا ولا يكون مجلبا للانتباه. That it can't it can't be transparent. It can't be tight. It has to be um, somewhat loose, looser. The looser the better, of course. And then it cannot be something that is pow like in your face. It's, it's not extravagant. It's not crazy colors. It's not so the calmer colors. That's why the darker colors, you see a lot of these hijabs and so forth, they're done dark colors. But if you went to Africa, for instance, and you yeah. wore that, you would stick out. You would stick out, that's true. So that's not the norm. Yeah. So the culture does play a role. Yeah. But w- the what's common, what's the, the commonality is that it has to be fadfad. Yes. That it has to be loose. That ha- it cannot be transparent. Of course That it has not. to cover all of the body. Yes. So these are the commonalities and then there's cultural differences. Yeah. As long as those cultural differences don't clash with Islam, yeah, they are fine. accepted in that culture. Beautiful. Now, when you go to a different culture, yeah. you have to be aware of that culture. Of course. And it's men or women. Okay. And that's where the Prophet ﷺ, he said about um, whomsoever resembles a, a people, he is from amongst them, whether yeah. it's good or bad. Yeah. Okay. And then there's another one. Um, whomsoever wears a garment for show off. And this is very dangerous. Meaning they want to stick out. They want to be the peacock. Yep. You know, they want to wear the blue tie with the big red, I mean, the, the blue suit or the red suit or the yellow suit or whatever powwow suit. Yeah. You know, and they want to, and I'll be more elaborate, they want to look like a pimp. Okay, with the big shoes and the crazy, or you know, if you have a purple car that just shine, all these crazy things that make you stick out, these are things that um, Islam forbids, and it's been because it, it, it gets into kibber, it gets into so wanting people to point fingers at you. That's so true, and that's so dangerous. Yeah, and that's where the culture thing we have to really be careful because even when you dress like that, like I said, even in America. It's looked at, it's not looked at in a proper way. No, it's not. Okay, no. okay. Uh, regarding... Uh, the second hadith? Okay. The, did you pause it? Okay. So, uh, the Prophet said, whosoever wears a garment for show-off, yeah. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put them in hellfire on the day of judgment, and they will have, they will be um, dressed with a garment to humiliate them. So they will be known. Just like those who are arrogant, they will be really tiny on the Day of Judgment that people will be kicking them and, st- and stomping them because they want it to be grandiose and they don't want to show off in this dunya and they want it to be better than everybody else and arrogant um, that that would be Al-Jazam Jins Amal. They will have that punishment on the Day of Judgment. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. <coughs> Regarding uh, the hadith, Man tashabbah biqawmin fahuwa minhum. Sheikh, so how do we know when... Uh, when something is considered imitating the kuffar. Huh. That thin line, especially now we yes. live in a Muslim country, in a Muslim, in a non-Muslim, we live in a non-Muslim country with a majority oh, of society. Even in Muslim being, countries, even it's, in the Muslim country, it's becoming the norm because that's what they that's, see on Facebook, that's, that's what they see in exactly. the movies. Everybody's trying that's to do that. That's what's being pushed, Absolutely. right? The culture and, hmm. the, and the lifestyle of the, hmm. of, the, of, the, of the non-Muslims and their, you know what I mean? Na'am. Na'am. Mainstream media is pushing this narrative. Hmm. So how do we know, how do we tell a young Muslim that this had crossed the line? This is what's considered imitating or oh, at tashbih The biggest thing about the tashabbu 
that we have to worry about is, first of all, why are you doing it? Oh, that's a good point. What's your what's your intention? By by doing this, what are you trying to accomplish? Oh. So every young man or woman listening to me, there's like, okay, maybe some of this stuff is ambiguous to you and some of it isn't. Take the stuff that isn't ambiguous to you and say, okay, I understand this. Whatever's ambiguous, just leave it, put it aside. That's true. Okay? So the non-ambiguous stuff that you understand that is clear, mm-hmm. Abide by it. If it's ambiguous, you can either send us, uh, you know, we can clarify it, inshallah ta'ala. And hopefully as I talk more and more, inshallah ta'ala, it takes me half an hour to warm up. I'll be, I will be less ambiguous. (laughs) Okay. Um, But we are talking about why are you doing this? Yeah. Okay. For instance, if I wear a suit and tie, why am I wearing a suit and tie? Even though we've kind of agreed that that's become commonality throughout everybody. Okay. Okay. So. What, you know, some of the things that people wear or like the tattoos that they put on or mm. c- certain things. You know, for instance, now we see a lot of the sisters. Okay, we, they know that t- tattoos are haram. Of course. Okay, but they now they go and they want to do tattoos with henna. Okay. Okay. Now, in some way, that's a, maybe that's a beautification from, comes from Muslim countries, the yeah. way that our sisters do the henna. Yeah. But now if you try to do a bolt on your arm, for instance, so, you know that so it looks like a tattoo that yeah. exactly like the kuffar. Yeah. That is not permissible. Yeah. Well, هذا تشبه بعينه. Then no. the way our sisters do the hennas, they do the flowers. We know all the designs. Know, Actually, the kuffar are imitating our sisters yeah, of true. the henna and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but when we go and for instance, we have a, a, you know some some sisters that don't wear hijab, may Allah you know uh, give them hidayah. They'll put something underneath here or flower, but they'll do it with henna, henna or you know whatever you know type of um, non-tattoo uh, material material yeah. that she'll use or whatever it is. You know, yeah. um, <clears throat> why are you doing that? Subhanallah. So, you know, so there's a lot of zina that has become common. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot, the makeup now has become common. Yeah. Uh, doing uh, color in your hair. A lot of these things have be- become zina and so forth. That That is commonality. Okay. But there's a lot of things that if you look at somebody that had this, you say, هذا كافر. أو هذا كان كافر وأسلم. You can tell right away. You can say this person, for sure he's a convert or he's a kafir. Yeah. If you see him at the masjid or you see him anywhere. Yeah. Let's say even if you saw him and he's wearing qamis. Yeah. كَانَ كَافِرًا No. This was not only, the, only the kuffar do these certain things. Yeah. For instance, you come and they have, you know, a, a guy who has a, a, earrings. هذا مِنَ التَّشَبُّهُ هذا مِنَ Hada, like the earrings, all three of them. All three of them. You're, you're trying to look imitating the kuffar. Uh-huh. You're imitating women and you're imitating the fusaq, those who are the worst of the kuffar. Yeah. Meaning, meaning, if a, for instance, these Christian friends or th- people who are conservative, uh, love it or not, or like it or not, there's over 150 million conservative people in this country. Yeah. At least. At least. Okay. Minimum, yeah. If 100 million voted, there's at least yes. 150 to 200 million conservative people in this country, whether we like it or not. The majority is conservative still. That's true, yeah. And people become more conservative as they get older. That's true. Okay. If you look at this, a lot of these people, if you put on an earring, yeah, they're going to look at They'll you as you. either your ghetto or you're, you're just not proper. Yeah. And that's why people take Immature. them off when they go to jobs. Yeah, that's If true. it was cool... 
they would not take them off. That's a great point. Okay, so we have to understand this. Yeah. And we understand that this Zena, just even 20 years ago, when this whole fad started, maybe in the 80s, we're going on 40 years, so mashallah, I'm, I'm revealing my true age. Where, <laughs> you know, this is when it all started out. Who was wearing these earrings? Thugs and rappers. No, that's true. Thugs and you know, rappers, gangsters, thugs, players, drug dealers, no. players, yeah. <laughs> you know, so these are the people who wear them. Yeah. And then when I was growing up, if you put in your left ear, you're a man. If you put in your right ear, you're not a man. That's true. And then it became cool, of course, to wear both. Then we see 50-year-olds that are trying to wear these. But where do they They work at Walmart? Uh, we're, you're not seeing these people at corporate America. No, no, they never. take off their earrings. They take off their stuff until today. Yeah. You can't go work for Zuckerberger at Facebook or they have the, what's the metaverse now? What's their yeah, new, uh, new company metaverse, that metaverse. owns all of it? You cannot go work looking like that. Yeah. You can work at home from your garage, do whatever you want, but you cannot walk into our office. Look, you represent us. Yeah. Better look. Yeah. I mean, appropriate. Yeah. A woman can't come in with a very short skirt. No way. To corporate America today, she can wear a short skirt above the knees. That's yeah. the rule is for. I was reading about this because I'm having some issues with my employees, you know, and the gal came in with really short shorts and I said, please, you just can't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. but before I did that, I had to do some research so yeah. I don't get sued and I have yeah. to be aware of this stuff, yeah. you know, but it's like, oh, I didn't know. It's like people are just and she's a non-Muslim, but I'm yeah. telling even as a non-Muslim, they're telling you you have to dress, you know, the office. How I many you see a lot of office people? They wear long sleeve shirts. Mm -hmm. You'll see women mm -hmm. or men. It's because they have tattoos on a lot of them, especially in this in this age. You know how That's as soon true. as it gets hot here in Minnesota, billah, they start taking all their clothes off. Yeah. If somebody's wearing long sleeve at a job, they have tattoos they're covering because yeah. they have to cover their tattoos. Man. So that wrong. still exists today. This is in corporate America. Look at your senators. If you want to know what's proper, okay, the Mashiach are crazy. See, I didn't want to put anything on today mm -hmm. to, so you guys can see my haircut. And then we can talk about that as we go. Yeah. But Look at your senators. Look at your mashayikh. And we're going to talk about long hair. And of course, the Prophet ﷺ had long hair. <laughs> but ask another question, inshallah. We're going, to, yeah. we're going to talk about all of it, inshallah. Okay, let's talk. Let's, we said gender specific. Then we said culture norms. We have to take that into consideration. And then now let's talk about the men. And then we'll talk about the women. Mm. When it comes to the men, um, let's start from the top bottom. Is um, Let's start with the hair. And then we'll go to the beard. And then go down into clothes. Uh, when it comes to the hair, Sheikh, what is appropriate for a man and what is not appropriate for a man? Yeah. So can I braid my hair? Can I mm, grow it out long hair? Can sure. I shave it off? What's the? Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the norms. We're going to talk about the norms in society in America today. Okay. We're gonna, we'll, and then we'll kind of deviate a little bit about Muslim countries, of course, and Islam in general. Okay. Yes. So, for instance, looking like a woman would. What, what would that entail? In uh, our society, when I say woman to you, what I say woman, what what comes to mind? First thing that comes to mind, if you're walking behind a woman, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Regarding hair, long hair. Long hair. Automatic. That's the first thing. Automatic. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you, brothers that are listening to me. Yeah. When you see a sister and she looks like GI Jane, what do you say? Besides the joke that you would make and get get your husband sla slapping people <laughs> over, okay? Oh, uh, you think that that's was a, a good joke, by the yeah, way. That's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was, he was on his toes when he said that. That G.I. Jane came out in the 90s. It's uh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, you would think. What do you think? I'm serious. I look like a man. 
I mean, that's a man's haircut. A GIJ right? haircut is a man's haircut. Okay, yeah. is how many of you brothers listen to me? You would walk around or you go introduce this woman to your dad or mother for marriage. Let's be tough, honest. Tough, 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 tough. How many of you would take that woman to the masjid? Oh, of course, she's a Muslim and she prays the whole nine yards. And she has niqab on. Tough. She would have niqab on covering her hair and you'd still be thinking, if they knew she has that on, I'm going to look so bad in front of people. Sah? <laughs> okay. So think of it that way. Because yeah. a lot of us, we always look at one way. Like when we talk about prenups. Yeah. Well, the, the, the men are trying to hide their, you know, they don't want to get their, but the same thing goes for the women. If they have money, they have wealth, they should protect it as well. Yeah. So we always have to kind of look at it from a, a broader perspective. Yeah. Okay. A, a lot of us men, we ha today in America, there's there's three different, we're talking about men first, right? Yeah, yeah. Three different haircuts that are just mind blowing. Okay. Yeah. The first one is no haircut. Meaning long hair. Yeah, just growing it up. Just no long hair and ponytail. Yeah. Memorizing Quran in Dallas the night of the 27th or giving away and the teacher of the Quran comes and he has a ponytail this long. Can you see that with my arm? Is yeah. that long? Ponytail. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, if I had any ruling, I would take him from that ponytail and I would beat him senseless in front of those people. If I was a hakam, a ruler of any sort. Uqsam <laughs> billah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because I'm crazy and everything else, but I'm not. <laughs> so that's just just a wish. Yeah. Okay. Why do I say this? People now they have long hair, and then they say what? Oh, the Prophet ﷺ had long hair and he had hair to his shoulders. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. So I had a young man say this to me, who is a student of knowledge. Wallahi, I went up to him and I said, "Ya Fulan, can I ask you a question? Why do you have this long hair?" All these other kids running around, I've talked to some of them. I've got into clashes, not with them. Wallahi, not with the, the kids. No. but 18-year-olds, because my, my son just turned 18. 18-year-olds. Yeah. 18 yeah. Wallahi, they were more respectful and understanding than their the parents. Aqsam bi Rabbil Kaaba. A lot of this happened in Ramadan, man. I was like the, the hair police. <laughs> in Dallas, there's a lot of long hair because remember I told you guys they had the you know they get up from the salat and they're doing the posing and everything. It drove me nuts. I just became I don't know. I just became the hair police. Yeah. But uh, may Allah forgive us. The shaitan, of, of course, sometimes of course, he course, yeah. he makes you focus on things um, yeah. to ruin your ibadah and so forth. Yeah. Or maybe it's just something in the nifs. But um, so I'm asking. He said, "Oh, I said." He said, "This is a sunnah." And I said, "Seriously, I mean." Did you understand the sunnah more than all of the scholars? I said, is there anybody of the students of knowledge, of the ulama, or anybody that has a weight in this deen yeah. that you would follow, yeah. um, has long hair that you could mention? From the past 100 years that we have pictures of ulama and students of knowledge, we don't have anybody with long hair. Yeah. If they bring it down to here, it's because they just didn't cut it, you yeah. know, whatever. But nobody's putting a ponytail or braiding their hair or doing dreadlocks. Nobody's, case, I mean, yeah. people are trying to look like Bob Marley and say this. The Prophet used to, this is disgusting, you know. So I said this. And what did he say? Of course, he had an answer. He said, oh, Al-Arifi, Sheikh Al-Arifi. Muhammad long hair, Muhammad Larif. I said, when's the last time you saw Muhammad Larif without his ghutra and with, without him covering? That's true. Let's say he did. Let's just say he Let's did. Let's say he has it. I said, Larif is only one person. 
he doesn't represent the ummah. Yeah. If if what you're saying is accurate. That's true. If what you're saying is accurate. And wallahi I had one person pull out the video and he the, he was wearing normal attire in London or he was in UK. So it was a picture and he had hair to hear. Nothing like to write home about. I said this we're not talking about that. We're talking about the ponytail. We're talking about the way that we do our hair. And he said, "Oh, because if I do sujood and I get up, my hair falls." I said, "If you cut it, it won't fall." <laughs> and what was the answer? He said, "Oh, only you Arabs have problem with the hair." And when oh. he said that, and when he said that, I understood that his parents did not like it. Cuz he's Arab. And I said, "Oh, Fulan, if you I left him a lengthy message and I'm telling you guys this story for a reason. Nobody knows this brother or whatever. I just want you to understand that wallahi aqsam billah, we are out there not just creating chaos we're trying to create awareness for the sake of Allah yeah. that's why we're doing this video right now yeah for sure i want you young men and women to really understand what is wanted from you what you can and can't do and how to navigate it's very important okay so coming back coming in this story illustrates a lot you know wallahi after Eid, he had his hair cut and i went up to him and i kissed him and i said alhamdulillah that you uh, pleased your parents <laughs> he's like yeah you have to please the mom and he told me this and that's how i knew yeah, <laughs> i told you guys that uh, entjs are high in intuition they're dangerous <laughs> you know and and he said yeah his mom didn't like it and i said not, your yeah. mom doesn't like it get rid of it don't yeah, let your hair goes. take you to jahannam yeah case calls. it's not worth it yeah Akhin, it's a lot of maintenance it's a, a lot. lot of maintenance. A I've lot. tried to have it just grow, just yeah. normal, because I don't have time to cut it, like two, three months. It's a, it's a headache, Akhi. It's a big time headache, yeah. You know? And every once in a while, I just go and I buzz it, you know? But having that said, the men should not look like the women. If, if in general, women have long hair mm -hmm. in the Ardain age, men should not have long hair, period. Yeah. Okay, the Prophet ﷺ did have long hair because in his time, they used to have long hair. They used to braid the hair. We're not negating none of the hadith you're going to go read and say, Oh my Allah, the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ did not talk about the hair. The hair was not important. The ha There's 35 hadith talking about the beard. Okay, oh. and how to let the beard go and to trim the, the mustache. mustache and to do the opposite of the Yehud, Sahih. and to do opposite of the Yehud, Allah yarham walidikum, what do the Jews do with their hair? They grow it up. Don't they have it yeah. coming down? This is the, almost like Zafira, it's almost mm -hmm. like, yeah. so if they do that, and we were told to do the opposite of the Yehud, what should we do? Yeah. Okay, Cut when the down. Prophet when they went to do Umrah, what did he say? Radiallahu anil muhalliqeen. Nah. How many times did he say it? He said it three, three, times. three times. And then those who did, Muhalliqeen is those who shaved off their hair to zero, yeah. like we do in Umrah. No. And then they asked him, they said, Ya Rasulullah, wal muqassirin. And those who just shortened their hair, he said, wal muqassirin. Yani, the Prophet, if this was important to have long hair, he, he would have explicitly, yep, yep. and we wouldn't be shaving our heads off as the sunnah is to shave the head off That's because true. what the prophet ﷺ lived before islam and jahiliyyah in the few years as he was given dawah the prophet ﷺ had to look as close as he can to his qawm so they did not point the finger at him That's a good point. once the dawla the islam became the norm and they were strong and they were powerful and they came into mecca nobody was having their hair long 
Yeah. This it's there's seen. historical and prehistorical facts that we need to look at about the hair, about the Prophet and the ulama said, Al Nabi Sallam Lam Yahlik Sharahu in Shigalan Anhu Laysan Shigalan Bih. Ajeeb. That the Prophet was too busy to cut it, not he was too busy making it look beautiful. Ajeeb. Two separate things. So in Hudaybiyah, we remember when the Prophet he, uh, he told everybody to to um to shave their head off and they didn't listen to him. And he said, Hadak al Kaum, Al Kaum ya Ummu Salama. And Ummu Salama said, Ya Rasulullah, if you start shaving your head, they will all follow you. And he said that the Sahaba, they almost were chopping heads, each other's heads off. They responded so fast because they weren't sure if the Prophet meant it was an order or they were, you know. So yeah. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved the Muslims that day because if they did not listen to the order of Prophet, they would have all left Islam. Ajeeb, ajeeb. This is of the mercy. Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who gave him that wisdom? A woman. SubhanAllah. A woman. SubhanAllah. So Subhanallah. men, based on the society they live in, Akhi, if we go to somewhere in Africa and everybody has long hair and that's the norm, and if you cut your hair, you're not straight, then you should have your hair long. Yeah. See, understand your cultural norms. Those cultural are important. Because yeah. lengthening the hair is not against. The shara of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It only becomes if you start to resemble the opposite gender or you are doing it to look like a certain kafir. Yeah. Okay. So for instance, the dreadlocks, those are haram because those are only done by drug dealers, thugs, and Bob Marley smoking pot people. That's it. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Wow. Nobody with their right mind is having dreadlocks. And it's nasty, Akhi. The dreadlocks are nasty. You stay for months, you don't wash your hair. SubhanAllah. You know? And then when you make janab and you have to make tahara, how do you kind of try to find... It's just bad. Akhi, why do you bad. lose your deen over something that doesn't even help you? It's not going to help you in corporate America. Uqsim billah, anybody came to me with that hair, asking for my, my daughter's hand. If they had the qiraat al-ashra wal-kutub al-sitta, I would never <laughs> marry them my daughter. I would never, even if they chopped it off and said, ana tubtu illah, I would give up on them all entirely. Yeah. There's certain things you do in life, they will ruin your life. I'm just saying that's, that's me. Reality. Of that's course, that's me. That's you guys true. can do whatever you want. That's me. Yeah, that's the reality. Uh, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So we have to be very, very careful. So about the hair, we started with the hair. Okay? So, yeah. For the men, the men, you have to look like a man in your culture. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Like a man, a good. You're a straight Muslim. You wear straight. How straight people wear their hair, and I mean straight. You know, straight. Yeah. Like a man. Like straight. a man. Like a real okay. Man. So you have your hair, your hair short. Okay, you don't look like a monkey. And looking That's like a true. monkey is, is al-qaza. Al-qaza is you shave one side and you leave the other. Or you do, a, a, a you taper. know, a, a, any taper is okay. Okay. Taper, like something like this, as long as it's not yeah. looking like it's cut off. And that's why I did my hair like this yeah. for this particular reason. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't wear a kufi so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. As long as it's tapered and as long as it looks neat and it's all the way around, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. That's what Islam is asking of you. Okay. If you leave your hair to the here, for instance, make sure it's nice and it's trimmed and it looks nice. Yeah. Don't put in a ponytail. Once you start putting a ponytail or you wear that uh, bandana thing that looks like a comb. The, I don't uh -huh. know what they call that thing. That, they, that thing's driving me nuts. Maruf, I want to know what the name is. Maruf, yeah, that, uh, that was known. Only women did that. Only women did that. And they still until and this day to hold it. their hair. And only women do it. So when men do it, it's a resemblance, Akhi. It's very bad. No doubt. So if, however you do your hair, you know, like we see a lot of the youth today, 
They have like their hair going. They're trying to look like a basketball player. And they shave all the way at the bottom. That's a type of qaza. That's a type of, that, yeah. that's either makruh or haram. Yeah. Avoid these things. You can have your little puff going on if you think you're, you want to have a little, you know, your hair is, uh, is hard to manage or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But make it look nice. Akhi, if you want to know, you know, if you're, for instance, if you're, if you have, thicker hair or if you're dark or if you're black and most of my audience is Somali my yeah. I love my Somali <laughs> people you know um, go look at how the black people here in this country used to dress and how they used to do their hair in the 60s 50s and 60s pull up any picture that you want mm-hmm. any picture look at Muhammad Ali how he used to uh, yeah nice short and clean that's it. So if you want to do your little puff, you want to make it nice and neat, that's yeah. fine. You want to spend all this time doing it. It's a lot of maintenance. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Ask your sister and your daughter, like, oh, it's too much. It's a maintenance. But yeah. they know that, that that's a beauty. It beautifies yeah. them. Yeah. You know? So when Aisha said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the men beautiful with the beards. That's true. So the beard gives you a manly look. That's true. How do we distinguish the beard of a kafir and a non-kafir? We shave the mustache. The kuffar don't shave. They have their mustache, their, their uh, what do they call them? Yeah. Bells or whatever they call them. Uh, overhang yeah. bells or, you know, they have big yeah. mustaches. They don't shave them. They just, it's dirty. It's nasty, you know. Yeah. So take care of your beard. Make sure you, you know, you clean it. You trim it. Don't have your beard. You walk in and somebody thinks you're going to detonate or you know don't put yourself in these situations yeah really so make yourself you can be very neat as a muslim you can look nice before we used to struggle when we had the beard everybody's like oh he's muslim he's muslim he's everybody has a beard on now muslim yeah. or non-muslim style so it's a style so do it do it you know so, so is shaving off the beard considered mm. yes if you actually shave the beard it is haram Okay. The, the the difference of opinion is can it be shorter as long as it doesn't look like a woman okay but when you shave achi, you're doing exactly that you're trying to look like a woman yeah because women don't have any facial hair no they don't so if you don't have it oh you don't have it that's halas. whatever you have is whatever you have you can always still have some hair somewhere but for those you know just keep yourself nice. It can be a big beard to here, but nice. It's kept. Take care of your beard. Don't let it be the you know the Fu Manchu or whatever it is. Or we have some guys they try to braid their beard. Braiding the beard is not of the Sunnah. <laughs> Hippies do that. Subhanallah. So you have to look at who you're looking like, you yeah. know. And once again, always come back to why are you doing that? Yeah. For Definitely. instance, if long hair is a is a, is a headache, why do you do it? You have you have a plenty of time. You, you need more time for your Quran, for your dirasa, for your work. You have so many things that are incomplete in your life that you should be taking that time and putting it towards those things that are important in your deen and your dunya. Of course, you're studying, but if you take an hour a day to mess with your hair, Akhi, you you just lost. You're either doing it because you're trying to follow a monkey out there, and yeah. monkeys see, monkey do. Yeah. Or you don't, or there's there's a reason. If you think it's cute, it's not. Yeah. What about Sheikh? Um, um, I know you you can drink some water. For Sheikh. the men, no, go ahead. Yeah, for the men, starting a lot of energy. <laughs> for, I know. For the um, what about when it comes to? Okay, we'll move on. So the hair is done, the beard's clear, <laughs> the mustache is trimming. 
Um, what about, okay, style, dressing up. When a Muslim man is dressing up, what's mm. the expectation? Are there conditions like how the hijab is for the women that we'll get to later on? Because mm. um, uh, I see a lot of brothers doing major violations in this category. Usually mm. the sisters, you know what I mean? We give a lot of uh, feedback to sisters, but brothers need a lot of feedback. I mm. see brothers wearing extremely tight. Mm. Nowadays, these new jeans or like sweatpants mm. came out that are so tight, you can see a brother's private parts. Mm. Like it's so tight on you, it's crazy. Nah. Even some brothers, when you're praying behind them, I mean they're, I mean they're you back showing. Their back. Mm. Yeah, they're back showing. So uh, it's so tight that sometimes the mm. buff brothers will go to the gym all the time. Their bodies showing. Um, what are your thoughts on on uh, on this level of you know clothing and styling? Nah. Even for the men, like I said earlier, that if you're able to wear Islamic attire, great. Like, for instance, I always have a qamis in my car. Beautiful. Always. Yeah, beautiful. I don't walk into a masjid with my Western clothes on. I just don't. Yeah, That's yeah, me. Just, yeah. And why? Because in most cases, wherever I go, there's a huge chance I will end up leading salat. So, of course. So Whether it's here or back home. You got to be prepared. I'm always prepared. Yeah. And the day that I forget it and I'm running to the masjid, yeah. I make sure the iqamah started. Yeah. So <laughs> no way I'm gonna lead the prayer like that. Subhanallah. I will not. Look I will that. not. I just don't. Yeah. Subhanallah. I just don't. Okay. And and I don't wear tight clothes, but it, it's still when you make sujood, even if you're wearing loose clothes, akhi, yeah. they get tight. Yeah. Now imagine if you're wearing, you know, you're wearing spandex on. You just have like it's glued on to you. Akhi, that's just. That's disgusting. And, the, and once again, you brothers, listen to me. Yeah, you can get offended. It's okay. Get offended. My goal is for you to get offended because nobody's <laughs> offending you. That's Everybody's telling you you're cute. You're not cute. So you cute. don't look like a straight man when you wear tight clothes. You're not straight looking when you wear tight clothes. SubhanAllah. I know this. We've talked about it, discussed it. We're like, that doesn't look like mashallah alik. Especially if you have a little soft walk and you're not walking with vigor and you don't have any muscle. You're skinny. You're a skinny little dude and you're wearing tight little skimpy skinnies. You don't look manly, Akhi. You That's don't. So and what you're doing, listen to me, brothers. You're inviting the wrong people to come and mess with you. That's when they're hitting on you or trying to talk to you, it's for that reason. Because you look like them. Subhanallah. I've never had no guy come up to me, Akhi. Uqsam billah. Never. I mean, I've been all no, over no, the no. world, the airport. Even sometimes I go and I create chaos and I see them. I can tell, Akhi. And I go up and they run away. They don't want to be around you. Yeah. So Once they hear you talking or they see you walking, yeah. they're like, this guy, they say, billah. They don't know. <laughs> so I'm telling you, the way you look, will attract either the good or the, bad. or the bad. And that's for brothers or sisters. We're going to talk about sisters here in a minute. And the thing is, based on our society and all the stuff that's going on out there, a lot of, maybe people are not paying attention to the men. Once again, when you go out to that corporate America, to that job, or you're going somewhere where there's successful people, yeah. look how they dress. That's so true. Just go look how they dress, Akhi. Go look at them. Look at the rich ones. Look at the, the ones who are well off. Akhi, look how they dress. That's normal dress. That's normal attire. Yep. Either you're wearing spiffy casual or jeans. Whatever you wear. Nobody. Akhi, 
When's the last time you've seen a senator or, or a businessman, they wear in these, the, the slim gyms? Slim gyms or these joggers, they call it. Achy. They're extremely tight on your body. And Nothing, like, Achy. Not the, the t-shirts. Okay, you've seen Zuckerberger. He always wears a t-shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he's messed up in his head. He's, he has this thing about, I save time if I wear the same T-shirt. Okay, yeah. so, uh, so uh, We are so good at wasting time. And then the kuffar, they're like, they waste no time. <laughs> it's like total opposite. Anyways, look at the T-shirt, Achi. It's true. It's loose. It's just a normal T-shirt. normal T-shirt. You're Simple. not seeing any Design, body anything. parts. You're not seeing nothing. A pair of jeans and away they go. Yeah. Very simple. And when they wear suits, it's the same thing. Very simple. You don't see successful men wearing tight suits either. No, they don't. So that that's you know that should be a good indication. Of course, you don't see in your mashayach or students of knowledge wearing it either. No. So then that you know from an Islamic standpoint. Yeah. So I'm talking. I always want to go back to the culture because everybody say we're living in America. Yeah, we're yeah. living in America. Yes, we're living in America. So look at the kuffar, how they're dressing because they're the majority right now. Yeah. When we become the majority, that would be a different story. We'll have a different fatwa at that time, depending on what the Muslims look like at that time. Yeah. But still, always go back to that and look at what is appropriate. Yeah. Okay. And then that has to coincide with Islam. Okay. Meaning what? We don't wear any shorts above the knees. Okay. Okay. Now you're wearing fatfad. So, so there's the cultural, yep. and then there's Islamic. Yep. So they both have to coincide. Yep. All right, for the men and for the women. Yeah. So the men, for instance, can't wear anything tight, just like the women don't wear tight. That's women have a different, Standard. you know, they have to be protected and so forth. And as we talk about the hijab, but for the men, you don't wear these short shorts. You know, sometimes some people go in the salat and they make ruku and they're pulling their shorts down. Oh, yeah. That's what the sisters used to do that wear mini jeeps or whatever it is, mini skirts, and they go into the public place, they pull down the skirts. Yeah. That's what women used to do, Achi. Why don't you wear... Why don't you just wear regular pants, Achi? What's wrong with regular pants? Even if you wear the three quarters that are down to the half of the leg. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You make sujud, you make rukwa, those are not, they're loose. That's what, I'm okay with that. Even though I wouldn't wear it, I'm okay with it. True. I, I, Islamically, not me. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. me. <laughs> I don't make up the rules. But I'm just saying stuff like that. You know, for instance, your T-shirt, even if it looks like it's decent right now and it just barely comes over, but when you make sujud, it's gonna it go reveals your back. Yeah. And then you're not covered. Your out is showing. Now your salat is nullified. Yeah, yeah. So we, even if you pray at home, Anywhere. You know, so be mindful of these things. You know, I was uh, listening to somebody, you know, um, was talking once and he said, I always make sure my I wear the proper underwear. Okay? Interesting. He said, well, I said, if I get into an accident and I have pink underwear, they're not going to think I'm a straight man. This is a kafarahi. Look at how they think. <laughs> Look at how they think. And this was back in the day. I'm sure now everybody wears pink and it's the hot, hot hip no, thing, no, you know. No, no, no. But I'm just telling you, you have to be mindful as a Muslim. You know, your phone, your everything has to, you know, don't put on weird, weird colors on your phone. Yeah. Don't get a pink phone. Don't get, don't, get, that, you know, all these things uh, with the men. Yeah. Like, okay, one thing I forgot about the attire. The Prophet ﷺ, he saw one of the Sahaba, he had on a red shirt, just a red, red shirt. Okay. He said, Go give it as a gift to your wife, meaning do not wear this. Meaning men do not wear red shirts. We don't wear pink because my little daughter wears pink and she's the pink fashionista and pink is for girls. So we don't wear pink. Okay. And I know it's hot now. The pink with the blue uh, camel or the blue uh, yeah. crocodile or the blue whatever, whatever the style <laughs> is. You know, there's the camel and then there's the Lacoste so, and then there's the so, so polo. Should color be considered? Absolutely. Should, so color should there's, be considered? There's colors for men 
and there's, and there's colors, colors for, women. for women and there's gender neutral colors. In, in tr- that's a very, very good point. So we have to be aware of the colors as of, well. Of Achim. course, of course. So, you know, if you're wearing a shirt, once again, if you're wearing a pink shirt with some shorts on, you might get approached by the wrong guy. Stop. That's <laughs> all it is, Achi. I'm serious. <laughs> okay, Sheikh. Um, moving on to the... Uh, and don't tell me you're... Please don't tell me you're supporting the can- breast cancer uh, initiative by wearing pink. <laughs> Wallahi, akhi, just don't. Yeah. I'll tell you guys a story, just so you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. You guys know the um, the wow. license plate for, um, for instance, uh, some of these companies have a pink license plate, meaning yeah. they are supporting yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever your taxes, you pay a portion of it yeah. that goes to um, the, the breast cancer. Causes, uh, yeah. It's breast cancer society, okay? And subhanAllah, this guy, his wife is overseas. So he sends her a picture of the license plate because I think she was a cancer survivor or something, meaning I'm in solidarity with the cancer. And he just said, hey, what do you think of this license plate? She said, it's pink. That doesn't that doesn't look manly. The wife was saying it's not manly to have the pink on. Subhanallah. Look at that. So I'm just telling you guys, real women, women who are girly, girly, feminine women, they don't think this is cool. No. It's not. They just don't. Look yeah. at all your hosts that are out there that are on the podcast. Look at how they dress. L- most of them are looking successful. Of course. What about for the last component of the, before we move on to the sisters, men and uh, 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 the topic of uh, above the ankles and below the ankles. Hmm. What's in accordance with the dean and what's not. You see a lot of brothers dragging their pants all the way to the floor. Hmm. And um, that's kind of an uh, okay. The dragon, the dragon of the pants, Achi. If you look at uh, the Prophet ﷺ, he said anything anything that's under the ankle is in hellfire, okay. will burn. Okay. So now, and there's another. There's a few hadith. I'm gonna sum them all up to you. Give you the little small summary, and then you can, if you want to really in depth research this, you can. Okay. Yeah. We come back to the cultural first. Okay. If you're sagging your pants and they're too wide, because 20 years ago, baggy and saggy was the thing. Yeah. None of your successful people, once again, are wearing that. No. Or even today. No. So if your pants are on the floor, it's either you look poor or you look homeless. Yep. That's not in anymore, because now it's actually above the ankle to be hip. It's at, right at the ankle to be hip. Yeah, tight, tight and above the ankle. Shaitan, yeah. shaitan, shaitan, shaitan manipulates they say people. They so that your shoes are apparent. Yeah, your shoes we'll and see. your ankle and your the way you wear the socks, and then you wear the socks that are blue and pink. We keep track of this whole fashion <laughs> stuff, Akhi. It's just, but anyways, you know, it's just no. the youth, you know. Um, so coming back to that. The al-khuyala, the ulama said, are in three things. It's in your qamis that you wear. Yeah. I mean, the qamis cannot be below the ankle. Mm-hmm. Okay? It can't be in the burnus, the one that, like, if you see in North Africa, they wear something that keeps you uh, warm. Okay? It's almost like a cloak or a cloak. Cloak? Yeah. A cloak and a, or a coat of some sort cannot be below the ankle because this is... Al-Malikiya... For instance, they talked about if you wear pants and you're not sticking out, okay. that you're wearing pants that are below the ankles. Meaning that the Prophet said, if you're wearing it because um, of um, arrogance, out of arrogance that it will be it will be burned in hellfire, 
And that that's what the rich people used to do. They used to wear long clothes and they let it hang. Yeah. So from that perspective, we don't wear it and it's haram. Okay. So that's what they said. It's in the it's in the jubba or the qamis in the in the um you know like the one they wear in Saudi the they, they yeah, wear it yeah. above for the for the khutbah you see yeah, that yeah, they yeah. wear this I think Maruf, I, Maruf. I forget what they call it the bisht the bisht and they said anything of the sort like that that is wide that we would wear whether it's a it's a it's a coat or a cloak yeah. or a qamis should be above the ankle yeah khalas hada nobody argues about this hada tafaqa ali ahlul ilm for sure now we come back to the pants yeah so some ulama like the contemporary they said if you're wearing short Above the ankle, خلاص, there's no problem in it. But now we come back to the cultural issue. For instance, if you wear above the ankle, people might look at you like you're trying to stick out. So now it becomes a problem if you wear pants like that. See, this is where the, the, the culture, and, and of course, if it doesn't clash with Islam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once again, they said, the ulama said this before we talk about the cultural, is that if you are wearing it, and it's below the ankle. As long as it's not dragging, as long as it's not like on the floor, it's not torn, it doesn't make you look a certain category. And that's what everybody wears. It's the norm. Mm. This is not worn for arrogance. Khula is arrogance. Okay. You're walking of arrogance, you know, like a king is arrogance and no. you're somebody, you know, because uh, and these are, you know, after a lot, a lot of research, I'm giving you, you know, yeah, if you really are in, you want to go ahead and research it, you can do it, you know, yeah. but I'm telling you, like, you know, so a lot of the scholars, the contemporary, they said this is not worn for khuyala. Yeah. Especially the pants, like you see the jeans, like people that that. everybody wears, or even the suits, the pants that they wear, they fall right on the pants, they're done in a certain way. And then some said, well, if it's not khuyale, why don't you just cut it short? That's true. That's true. And so there is this argument in that, okay? Yeah. But you come back and you say, okay, if you wear your pants a certain way in this culture, is it actually khuyale or not? That's true, okay. So that's that's considered as well. So there is a difference of opinion about the pants. I don't think there's a difference of opinion, and it's a stronger opinion to wear above the ankle if you have any qamis or disht or bonros or cloak on to be safer for your deen. And then there's a difference of opinion about if you're wearing the pants. And of course, if you're wearing the pants, the norm of society, which is almost everywhere in the world, if not 90% of people dress kind of the same way, the jeans, except for if they're tight or not, or the regular suits. So that's ma'amat bihil balwa, and it's not considered khuyala. On the contrary, if you let your pants drag on the floor, you look homeless. Yeah. You don't look like you're a rich person. Rich people don't leave their stuff hanging on the floor. So it's a different, so we have to always tie it to, is it done out of um, Arrogance or not. Okay. So we have to look at it. That's and if the culture point. starts looking at it as such, then we have to not do it. Avoid it. Yeah. Okay, Sheikh, uh, that was a beautiful session with the regarding the uh, brother's side. Now let's move on to the sister's side mm-hmm. from top to bottom, inshallah. Uh, so let's start, you know what I mean, the most important um, topic regarding the sisters, which is the hijab. It starts from the bottom. Mm. And it usually goes all the way to the bottom. But let's start it from the top because many sisters, I mean, there's a, a narrative being pushed by the kind of the liberal secular society that uh, hijab, number one, isn't a wajib. Mm. It's just a cultural thing. Uh, number two, it can be anything like a khamara or mm. a turban or um, any many of these things that the sisters wear that are really would not meet the conditions of hijab, but they might treat it like it's a hijab. What are your thoughts on this, Sheikh, and regarding uh, the hijab being really the most important thing in this topic? Yeah. Subhanallah. 
The um, of course, it, you guys go back to Surah An-Nur. Right now, we're creating an awareness. So, just to understand, we're not taking a whole muhadhar and talking about getting the ayahs and get. So, I'm mm. I'm going to give you blurbs and/or translations direct. But you can always go back to Surah An-Nur. 31, for instance, um, you, it, all of Surah An-Nur, subhanAllah, talks about this. And we've talked, to, touched to bits and pieces about the hijab throughout the other podcasts, okay? Yeah. But you have to understand that, subhanAllah, uh, what's the definition of culture or um, al-urf? Al-urf no. in Arabic or culture is huwa ma ta'arafa alayhi ahlu al-imani wa-salih. Ajeeb. Okay. مش ما تعرف عليه الأهل الفجور والفسق والكفر والنفاق واللواط. It's not that. Okay. العرف ما تعرف عليه أهل الإيمان والصلاح وأقره أصحاب النفوس الزكية أو السليمة. Meaning, العرف culture is in Islam, which is accepted Islamically and actually can be used in Islamic ruling in jurisprudence. Okay. That. That you can, um, culture is based on what Ahlul Iman, those who are believers, no. those who have pure hearts and are, do, are good deed doers, no. agreed upon and no. find it acceptable. Yeah. And it becomes acceptable by those who are good natured and good doers. So. Okay, meaning what? Meaning if in a Muslim country or in a Muslim society or in, in, in a Muslim environment, if 95% of the people have accepted something and they are good Muslims, yeah. that becomes a good norm for culture that's accepted Islamically. So. Now, it's not what the other 5% who are um, killers, rapists, don't pray, gay, whatever the case may be, you know? Gay means happy, right? <laughs> um, it used to be. But, you know, all these different connotations. Yeah. So this is, we always have to come back to that is if the Ahlul Iman, they look at something, they're like, this is something that makes me cringe. Yeah. Then it's evil. SubhanAllah. This is, we come back to this. And I ask the sister, I ask you, all of you, what do you want? It's a good question. Okay, you're a Muslim. What do you want? Do you want to go to Jannah? I'm just ser I'm serious. Okay, yeah. the narrative that's pushed by the feminists today or that's pushed on TV. Are you telling me this is Muhammad Sallallahu If he came back, he's going to say, wow, this is great. You guys have done such an improvement to Islam. Seriously. <laughs> is this what your great-grandfather was two generations away? If he came out from the grave and he looked at you and he would say, Wallahi, why would I disown you as a sister, as a daughter, as a son? Why would I disown you? I mean, Akhi, we have to be serious. Muslims, when you talk to non-Muslims, they know that Muslims wear hijab. They know Muslims don't eat pork. They know Muslims don't drink alcohol. That's true. Yeah, no. Basics. They, these are like the basics. The basics. And Muslims are debating. Well, as long as I'm modest. Oh, look at, I'm amongst the kuffar. Oh, I, okay. So you're amongst the kuffar, you don't pray? Kuffar, don't pray. You can go do your whole spiritual uh, tasbih. Oh, I'm just going to do tasbih. I'm going to be spiritual. Yeah. Okay, don't pray. <laughs> Why give zakat? There's no poor people. Yeah. Is that what Islam is? And do you really, when you come in Ramadan, and Imanic is in your heart, and you say, Oh, Allah al-Firdaus al-A'la. Khalas, you're like, 
Right away, would you go with the Sahaba and those who struggled and those who fight for the sake of Allah and those who died in the sake of Allah and those who got persecuted in the sake of Allah and you just go and you want to live your life, you want to have fun, you want to not wear hijab, you want to wear tight, you want to do look like this, you want to look like that and you still want to go to Firdaus? Is that I fair? Do. I do know. Allah is merciful. He can do whatever He wants. But then we have to understand there's a certain logic. Yeah. Allah, He created Jannah and He created Hellfire. And we know based on the hadith and the Quran, if you believe, if you don't believe, Akhwani, get out. Just leave. <laughs> I don't want any prisoners, Akhwani. I will not convince you to become Muslim. I, my platform, my talks are about those who want to be Muslim and who when they hear something, they say, I, I can't do it now. I'm not able. It's hard for me. I'm not here to debate you. Yeah. If you don't want a husband, Allah stay without a husband. You don't want to have kids, Allah awlad. No. You, I'm not here to convince you. Go live your life. Akhi, we're not taking any prisoners. We are not. You don't want to wear hijab, Allah I don't care. Yeah. I don't. I'm not here to convince you. I want you guys to understand, I'm not here to sell you on anything. Yeah. So, you know, you sisters, you might sound like harsh. We're not trying to, we're not going to hug you and kiss you and beg you to become Muslim or to follow Islam. You do want to go, just go. Yeah. You want to be like Jessica. The, the thing is you have to look at, Jessica's coming into Islam. She wants to wear hijab. She mm. wants to learn Quran. She mm. wants to make siyam. But you, you just want to go. You just want to leave. You want to be free. Your parents have persecuted you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you want to go to Firdaus, then you want to go to Jannah. So the thing is, is we just want to have Jannah with, with uh, Kufar values. You have to understand every narrative that's pushed today in America, every single one that's in the West, it's anti-Islam. It's anti-Jannah. It's anti-Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of it. That's true. But you are eating it up. You're just drinking the Kool-Aid. That's how they start, Akhi. They start. For instance, if you pray five times a day and you pray your nawafil, the shaitan will never come to you and say, stop the salat. Mm. Never. Never. The shaitan will make you stop the nawafil first. Once you stop the nawafil, he's not going to tell you to stop praying. No, combine the salat. Oh, it's okay. Step by step, the shaitan doesn't shock you with the information. No. That's what we're seeing today. Oh, you can wear modest as long as you wear modest. Oh, you can wear this. You know, when we have like the Desi community, half of their hair is always showing and they're wearing jeans and a, a, a t-shirt and that's hijab. Akhi, that is not hijab. That's zulm lil hijab. Take it off. It's better for you to take it off. At least they won't say you're a Muslim, akhi. Yeah. I'm just saying, wear, wear, it, wear it properly, Akhi. And you know what's bad? It's not the 18 to 28-year-olds. It's the ones who are married, the ones who have kids, the ones who are 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Akhi, they still have this issue with the hijab. Wallahi, Akhi, and they don't understand. I mean, this is a big fitna. You know, when subhanAllah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He talks about the Muslims, or in, in the ayah, like we said in Surah An-Nur, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the 30th, he says, وَقُلْ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَغْضُضَ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِنْ وَيَحْفَظْنَ فُرُوجَهُنْ وَلَيُبْدِينَ زِينَتَهُنَّ إِلَّا مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَلِيَضْرِبْنَ بِخُمُورِهِنَّ عَلَى جِيُوبِهِنَّ الْخِمَارْ هُنَا مَا يُغَطَّ بِهِ الرَّأْسَ العرب. They said, and to cover the hair, this, oh, let me translate this. Tell to the, the believing mu'min, the, the mu'minat, Allah didn't say al-muslimat, قال al-mu'minat, the believing woman. So if you're looking at me and you have no iman, you're going to look at me in puzzlement. You're going to look at me in like, Shock. what is he talking about? I'm talking to the believers. That's who we're talking to. 
That's me. My platform is for those who want to come along with us. Ya bunayyar kab ma'ana. Ya bunayyar kab ma'ana. I'm not fight. I'm not going to convince you. Yeah. If I get into a debate with, a, I don't get into debate with people. This is your hair. This is, I just, you want to take it off? Great. You want to live with it? That's fine. But you'll understand once Allah sends somebody to show you and you don't do it, you'll see the reprimand down the road. There's no doubt about it. Everyone that was Allah sent somebody to, they will see it sooner than later. Yeah. And they will remember that time they stood there and they're like, oh, Allah, Allah sent me this person, but I wasn't ready or I didn't want to be ready or I didn't care. SubhanAllah. You know, that's if Allah wants you. If not, you'll know on the Day of Judgment. SubhanAllah. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say to the believing women to lower their gaze, the gaze is not just to the men. And today we see that women are more and more um, uh, masculine. They're in their masculine. So they're looking for the buff, that guy, the cute guy. Oh, I want him to be cute. Cute never took you to Jannah. A cute man is not going to take you to Jannah in most cases. Most ma most cute men, they're they're not Jannah material. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not. Just and I'm not talking about good looking. I said cute. Oh, the cute to this. I'm not talking about good looking. Uh, you could be good looking. Yeah. But you could be manly. Yeah. Like you see, most of the buff men, أخي, they see a mouse and they jump up. Most of the buff men, they're not mas they're not manly. Mm. And you'll see real m good women like, I, I don't want him to be so perfect because it makes you feel insecure. Mm. So, you know, when we look at this, we just have to kind of step back and say, what does Allah want from me? The, the Quran is obvious. And those who understood the Quran, like I said, go back and see what Muslims used to wear just 50 years ago. What was the Muslim attire? People didn't debate hijab 20, 20 years ago. This was not a debate, Akhi. No. We're having this. This is a kufri debate. This is not, this is, this shouldn't be a debate. This is like salat, Akhi. This is a pillar of Islam. Simple, easy issue. Yeah, Akhi, it's not. Just like you want a man to be the qawam. You know, like women, they want traditional men, but they don't want to live a traditional lifestyle. No. What does a traditional man do? He... He marries you and he takes care of you financially and protects you, right? Oh. But she doesn't want to obey him or she doesn't want to be submissive to him or she can play around and vice versa. I'm not saying men don't play around. I'm just saying a lot of women, they want the traditional man, but they don't want to have a traditional role. That's why most of them will have a problem say, okay, if you're going to get married, you don't work. That's like telling somebody, go make kufr. <laughs> Today, everywhere. If you tell a sister, hey, I don't want you to work unless she's a good Muslim and you are really good financially, most of the time she's going to say, no, I want to work. I want to have my money. And in the back of her head, oh, whenever we split, I'll have a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. You back up, you are making a backup plan for the worst. SubhanAllah. You're not making a backup plan for the best. Because man whomsoever puts their faith in Allah, He will not let them down. Allah told you to marry. Allah told you to protect yourself. Allah told you to obey the husband. Allah told you, told you, told you. And if we have time, maybe now, maybe another podcast, I'll be back in a couple weeks, inshallah. We can talk about the, the description of the women, the pious women. Of so we can talk about that some more. A lot of this information, please, you guys, you're like uh, most of you probably my daughter's age and some of you will be a little bit older or my age. But I'm talking to you out of, you know, not like, hey, I don't care if you become cat. No, I care. That's why I'm here. Of course. 
I'm here because I want to get the message. Most of them have never heard this. Yeah. You know what's even worse is daddy's telling her don't wear hijab. The the husband. I don't want. How many? Wallahi, they complain. Oh, Sheikh, my husband doesn't want me to wear hijab. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, let's Jannah the youth. Whomsoever is not jealous over his family will not enter Jannah from the men. Allah doesn't look at these people. SubhanAllah. They're despised. These men are males. They're despised, Akhi. Please, this is not a debate. Hijab is not a debate. Just like beard is not a debate. The beard is not a debate. It's not. You shave it, you look like a woman, it's haram. Yeah. Both. Shaving it is haram and you look like a woman. It's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. Very tough. Seriously, you guys, it's haram. It's not a joke. Hijab is haram. If you don't put it on. Tell me he's going to cut that and say he said hijab is haram. <laughs> so the hijab, it has to cover. The hijab and its necessity, why is it called hijab? It's it's a protection. Yeah. It protects you from the others. It covers you from the others. Can you guys listen to me carefully? Just listen. I know even the da'is today, they don't talk about this stuff because they don't get views, they don't get likes, they don't get clicks, they don't make money. They so don't make money. Because the base 65% of people on social media are women. It's these true. are statistics. And these guys, they know it. They don't talk about anything controversial. Yeah. And they will be asked on the Day of Judgment. They will be asked. They will be asked. There was the whole world is flipped upside down. And you're talking about, oh, have a pure heart. Oh, have a nice. Even the kuffar are telling you have a pure heart. That's mainstream. Who's telling you to steal? Even the kuffar are telling you stealing is bad. Yeah. Right? You have to treat people with kindness. That's what the kuffar. Of course, that's just simple uh, things. Every, every dean says. Even the Buddhist. They say the same thing. But nobody's telling you, you have to wear hijab. If you walk outside, you cannot have perfume on. The Prophet ﷺ called the woman who puts perfume on. And he saw her at the masjid. He said, uh, Abu Hurairah He saw a woman in the Prophet ﷺ. He said, It's like fornication. Why? Because you women, you don't understand. Allah created women to be a fitna for men. They created women so men would be attracted to them Subhanallah. like attracted to them of course the smell the way they dress the way they walk the way they talk said to the women of the believers mm-hmm. if you're going to ask the wives of the prophet something ask them from behind a curtain these are the mothers of the believers and mm-hmm. that this is a strong advocacy for the niqab is the proper way for a woman to be covered of course, nobody can wear niqab, but when masks for two years, everybody's wearing a mask. Ajeeb. Oh, you a lot of sisters. I can't breathe with a niqab on. Oh, 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 yeah, but they can breathe the... with the mask on. I've heard the argument. <laughs> and maybe in this country, to be fair, that it would draw more attention to have the niqab on. So we can take the rukhsa not to wear it. But it's still closer to the truth to have it on. And I respect the sister that does it. And we make dua for her, like we said many times. Okay? But you have to be aware of your environment. Okay? So if you go to El Paso, Texas, you shouldn't wear a niqab because you might get shot. So be (laughs) careful where you go. It's, you know, know your environment. environment. You know, like for instance, if you're going to go to the masjid, there's a lot of Muslims, a lot of men. And and our men, they look a lot, akhi. It's a disease. (laughs) It's it's fudul. We have so much curiosity. We're looking, who's that? Who's she? 
Yeah. Okay. Put on a niqab. Cover yourself. That's, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it's right. Well, I'm not. See, the thing is, is like women say, well, why do men have to rape women? That's not, I'm not in control of that. Yeah. But you can control how you look so those men don't rape you. That's true. You are in control of that. Yeah. Yeah, you, if we catch a man, we're going to cut him in pieces and we're going to do and we're going to, but it's going to be too late. Yeah, the crime already That's happened. the problem. There's a difference between preventing, you know, yeah. the problem and, and fixing the problem yeah. and treating the problem. We're not talking about fixing the problem. We can't fix the problem as Muslims because in, in Muslim lands or in real Islamic society, men wouldn't think about raping women. No. Because they would be hung. They would be chopped to pieces. Yep. It's just this the way it is. Zero tolerance. Yeah, exactly. So we have to look at, don't don't use the argument that the kuffar, like they said in Britain, we're, we're going to have a curfew for men after 6 p.m. What are you talking about? <laughs> so women can roam around freely and wear whatever they want. Achy, this this was proposed in, in the parliament in Britain. Achy. Yeah, achy, there's craziness. I mean, anybody can, you know, try to propose anything. Yeah. And then they realize that, okay, who's going to call 911? Do you think all the men are going to follow? How many people, how many How many times did you break the speed limit this week? You listening to me. Men or women, if you drive, you've broken the speed limit, I guarantee you. Of course. Whether it's two over, three over, five over, even if they don't pull you over for it, it's still over the limit. Yeah, of course, of course, Okay. So there's things that people are always going to exceed their boundaries mm -hmm. in some sort. You're telling me you're going to tell men don't go out? The whole economy at night was built on men getting out of their homes. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. Even the women who are out there, they're for entertainment, for men to pay money. Yeah. All of them. SubhanAllah. So don't forget about that, okay? So, but the nonsense is that, oh, why do I dress like this? Why can't he lower his gaze? Yeah, but he lowers his gaze, but you have to help me. Achie, don't put me in the fire and say, why are you taking your coat off? No. You know, don't put the, don't, don't inflame the haram. So the Prophet ﷺ said, whomsoever the woman... If she wears perfume and she leaves the house, she is as if she's fornicating because there's a fornication of the heart. As Prophet said, So these, all these different parts and limbs of the bodies, they do commit zina, whether it's partial or or they help. or It's it's a fitna, akhi. Women are a fitna for men. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please listen to what I'm saying. He said, if you're going to ask them something you need from them. Aisha used to teach. She did not have an open class. She was not teaching like in the university today. She had a curtain and they would come and they would say, Ya Umm al-Mu'mineen, and she would give them fatwa. Right. Yes. Or they would send other. She was just not out there hanging out. Like no. a lot of people, the first university was built by women. Uh, great. Was that woman given classes in that university? No. She was rich, she was well off, and she helped build it. No, so what? So the, the problem is they don't understand is they always correlate like, what? okay, why don't I do this? No, there's a hayat. Okay, and then the Prophet uh, Allah subhanahu wa said to Nisa al-Mu'mineen, وَلَا تَخْضَعْنَا بِالْقَوْلِ فَيَطْمَعَ الَّذِي فِي قَلْبِي مَرَضِ Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the women of the believer, don't talk in a, in a uh, sensual voice. In a voice that could give somebody the wrong impression yeah. if they have a ill heart. Yes, that's true. This is what we understand. This is this is the Quran. This is Deen Allah. 
Allah is telling us, lower the gaze. Why? So you don't get into problems. Pro dress properly so you don't get into problems. Speak properly with a good voice so you don't get into problems. Yeah, that's his problem. He has to deal with his, but you don't help and or facilitate. And, and subhanAllah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's like, um, in this ayah, do not help one another in, in doing sins and evil. This is how you help each other, either by doing it or not, is you facilitate. It's just like when they, like in fiqh, in jurisprudence, I want you guys to understand the concept so you know why we're telling you wear hijab. Now, we don't want to oppress you. Oh, if you get oppressed and you go to Jannah. Mm. You have to be oppressed in this dunya. You have to have hardships in this dunya. You have to be ridiculed in this dunya. You have to quit your job in this dunya. You have to have problems with your husband in this dunya. Your kids, the whole, the more believer you are, the more iman you have, the more problems you're going to have, the more strife you're going to have, the more challenges you're going to have. And Allah gives the biggest problems to His biggest soldiers. No. So you have to understand that. If, if it was all roses and fun, the Prophet would have never been tried. SubhanAllah. The Prophet got, you know, they, they threw rocks at him. They made him bleed. They tried to kill him. They ridiculed him. They, they threw um, zbela on him. Ikhwani, oh, you just want to be roaming around freely. Nothing happens to you. Al-Fardaws al-A'la. Halfa. this al al-A'la drives me nuts. Wallahi, you know, it does. You know, this. The Prophet said, if you're going to ask for Jannah, ask for Fardaws. And the Prophet said, put on the hijab. And the Prophet said, pray. And the Prophet said, all those things you don't want to listen to. But this one about the Fardaws, because it's false hope. It's false hope. That you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the day of judgment, all the, the anbiya, they will say, nafsi, nafsi. Everyone will say, go to the next one. Go to the next one. In Allah, ghadiba ghadab, lam yaghdab ba'dahu qat. Qablahu qat, wa lam yaghdab ba'dahu ba'd. Or qat. That Allah was never as angry as before this day, and he will never be angry after this. after this day, like he is today. And all the, none of them did, except for the Prophet sallallahu he went and he went to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what? To forgive his ummah, to be lenient with his ummah, alayhi salatu wasalam. But every time we say, qala Allah, qala Rasul, like, oh, is that hadith authentic? So you're telling me if you wear hijab, Allah's going to say, why did you wear hijab on the day of judgment? It was, it was, um, it was just permissible. It was mubah. That's what Allah's going to ask you. If you pray more than the five days, uh, five times, Allah's going to ask you, why did you pray? Every good deed that you do, you're going to get rewarded for. Why are we an ummah that is always looking for the minimums? Let's just play the advocates, the devil's advocate, if you want to say about, okay, it's you don't have to wear hijab. Is that the best or is that the worst case? It's not the best case. It's the minimum, right? Why does everybody want to do the minimum? Then they ask for fardaus. Is that fair? It's not fair. That's like you barely graduate high school and you want to go to Harvard. You shouldn't say that. People will laugh at you. People will ridicule you. Of course. It's and you craziness. can find out about the hijab. You know if you wear the hijab, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants you to wear hijab. You find it. No, none of these, just go back to all the pictures, all the Muslims. This was not a debate, you guys. This was just was not debate. a debate. Sheikh, uh, that's a big topic. <laughs> SubhanAllah, may Allah make it easy. Uh, what about regarding what we'll move down, uh, trimming the eyebrows hmm. 
And uh, I mean, this is a big, big department that a lot of sisters sometimes might be doing it innocently. Um, and uh, they're, uh, you know, kind of, this is one of the biggest, I would say, imitating the kufar in this angle. The kufar cut them off, straighten it up, shape it. Sometimes they cut the whole thing off and they mark it with a marker. You know, the Prophet that these are the three that the Prophet talked about, those who put in hair extensions. And some ulama said if it's okay to have the hair extensions for beautification as long as your husband knows about it. Yeah. So it's temporary. Yeah. Some say that's okay. It's not a form of ghish. Of course. It's not a form of cheating. Cheating. So before they make try to look their hair look thick because that was the womanly thing to have a lot of thick hair. Yeah. And now today the men are trying to do. So anyways, mm-hmm. um, and then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, cursed are those who take away their eyebrows. Okay? And just a, a general rule of thumb and you sisters, if you fear Allah, you can go do the homework. And the, a good place to go for all of your inshallah, concerns and fatwas is Islam. Q&A. Yeah. Islam Q&A. It's in Arabic. Yeah. It's in English. And in Arabic. It's very well done, mashaAllah ta'ala. And it's very safe for your deen. SubhanAllah, yeah. It's very safe for your deen. Islam Q&A. Put it in, inshaAllah ta'ala, and then go straight there, inshaAllah, for any information that you need, you know? So, having that, and that's good for Arabs or non-Arabs. They have uh, like 50 languages, you know, if you're looking German, all these basic it's called deutsch huh? deutsch 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 the language is deutsch not oh, uh, not oh, german oh, okay. yeah so nobody laughs at us i think it's deutsch yeah deutsch the e deutsch so anyways so that's, that's all cut. it's not dutch it's deutsch oh. or deutsch that's the whole uh that triangle they speak that language oh. um, some part of uh switzerland i believe and austria and yeah. german and yeah. Hitler was from Austria, but he, he led the Germans <laughs> to World War. <laughs> Allah, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> and Muhammad. <laughs> this is so funny to me. <laughs> and he was, and so you guys can laugh a little bit, you know. And uh, Hitler was everything but the Aryan uh, people that he was um, trying really? to make uh, number one. You know, really? Like, oh yeah. They were like having babies just like out of factories and, and like they would take the ones that are going to look Aryan, white, tall, blue eyes. And he was everything but that. Uh-huh. He was short and he had black hair. He had black hair. Yeah. And, and brown eyes, you know. So he's everything but that. But anyways, subhanAllah. He, uh, subhanAllah. I thought that was just a little funny yeah. that that was uh, brought up. But anyways, so, so the, the eyebrows... Here's what's going on. There's a normal eyebrow. Sometimes it's it's too bushy, so the sisters can clean them up, yeah. so it looks normal. Yeah. Not to make it fine or thin, or just so it looks normal. And yeah. normal is normal. Normal. You normal. know when you're looking normal, and you know when you're not looking normal. Yeah. And if your intention is to look normal, Allah will will help you make it normal. But if your intention is like, oh, can I? don't always look what you can get away with. Subhanallah. Huh? The halal is very apparent and the haram is apparent. Then there are things that are gray area in between them that most people most people don't know the gray areas. Okay? Huh? 
This is the issue we are all of our hayat right now is gray area. Yeah. Everything that Muslims are living today is the gray area. Is shubuhat. Subhanallah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Nobody wants you say, well, this is this is too tough for me. Why? Why are you Muslim? It's tough for you because you are indoctrinated and you're thinking whatever this is is okay. It's like somebody who smokes two packs a day and you say, you have to quit cold turkey. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We have smoking two packs of dunya a day. Now you're telling them to quit. It's haram. So people don't want to accept it. So then they start, oh, let me let me do one pack a day. Then they go back to two. Then they keep on playing back and forth, back and forth, akhi, you know. So you have to realize what is halal, what is haram, and then strive to work for it. No, none of us are perfect, akhi. We can all do more. But accepting is your biggest battle. Knowing what the truth is and accepting it is is way far superior than just saying, you know what, I can't or I don't want to do it. You have to accept the truth. Then, once you accept the truth, and then you start asking Allah to help you implement the truth. Subhanallah. Okay. So the hawajib. Sometimes the sisters they have uh, they have you know, it it can be cleaned up in a matter that looks proper, no. and it does you you can't shave it off. No. Okay. You can't pluck them off. But there's a few hairs that are here and there that could be cut or could be plucked to make it look normal. For instance, a lot some sisters they have really thick, yeah, so they, they can work on making those that they're not so thick. Yeah. Okay. So, please try to find what is it that is the middle ground for this, because it, of course, it's kind of really open for interpretation. Uh, this particular thing, you know, if your hawajib are fine and they're not looking weird, whatever it is, leave them be. Don't touch yeah, them. Leave them be. Don't touch them. Yeah. You know, if they look nice and they look normal, just like us men, we have. We have, everybody we just keep, it. everybody just has keep it, they're fine. Yeah. They, I think they look fine. Akhi, wallahi, when somebody, I see the, they do the line, you know, and, and I think a lot of Asians, they do that. It's a cringe. Just so you know, for us men, it's cringy, akhi. It's like shaitan. It doesn't look normal. Yeah. It just doesn't look normal. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is the reason, you know, can, once you start playing with khalq Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you start to change this and change that, and let me do this, let me do that, then that's where you fall into a lot of this haram, okay? That's true. So then he said, وَالْوَاشِمَ الْمُسْتَوْشِمَ Those who do tattoos, and th those who have them, and those and who, who do, do them. Yes. These are both cursed. So the tattoos are haram for men and for women. So and that's what we said earlier. If you're going to do the zina for the sisters, you're going to do the beautiful, whatever it is, don't do something that looks like the kuffar. Yeah. You know, for instance, like they come and they do the rose. That's a gang sign. That's true. These roses that they have, like the red rose and the yeah. tattoos. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a certain thing. Uh, uh, it has a certain symbol. Of course. It's a gang symbol. It started out. So if the sister does that and she's thinking, ah, oh, this looks cool because I saw it in a movie somewhere. No, it's not cool. It's haram. <laughs> you know? So it's not because the henna is haram. It's because now you're imitating the kuffar That's haram. That's true. We haven't seen like uh, Muslims put butterflies like on their necks or whatever. No. If you start doing that, you're looking like, even if nobody sees and you say I have hijab on. Yeah. You see it. You're the one who did it. So these are things we want to avoid. Akhi, there's so much halal that we always try to fall on some of the things that are haram and we try to make them halal. We want to, you know, Islamicize haram. SubhanAllah. Ustad, that's... وَالْمُتَفَلِّجَاتِ husn. The other one I forgot. وَالْمُتَفَلِّجَاتِ husn. That those who take and they, they try to get their teeth to look beautiful and they... Um, 
I'm not talking about straighten your teeth or wearing braces. All those are halal. There's no problem with that. But before in the jahiliyyah, they, they, even if their teeth are straight, what they do is they used to file in between the teeth so they they look nice and perfect. I, I, that makes me cringe just thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know how can somebody tough. do that, but they yeah. used to do it. So المتفلجاتي للحسن So you have to be careful that they're doing this not because, oh, I want my teeth to, you know, I'm doing it for medical reasons. They're doing it because it used to be a beautification Spot, back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, it's not good for your teeth. It's not healthy for your teeth because yeah. you take the enamel off. You guys are educated. I mean, yeah. people used to do crazy things in the jahiliya, um, and some people still do. But um, just so we don't forget that. Yeah. Sheikh, uh, the next big topic in this category of uh, regarding the sisters is makeup. This is becoming, you know, this has become really an, a huge, huge issue. Um, makeup outside the house, um, in public, everywhere. And to the point where, subhanAllah, um, sometimes you'll see a picture and then when you see that person in real life, total opposite. Mm. Total opposite. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts regarding this and, and what's appropriate, what's not appropriate? Okay. So we, we mentioned that, This is not the hijab that you put on. No. So they didn't just put a hijab and leave. No, there was a curtain and they asked, and we heard of women in different Muslim countries before. If people come and knock on the door, they, they sound like they're men from behind the door. Like, they do that voice. So men don't know that there's, the women are by themselves at home. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yes. And out of respect, you know? The only one that she speaks softly to and feminine to her is her husband. Or amongst her maharam, her father, or whatever course, it is. That's normal. But when she's outside in the street, she's, she's straight to the point. Of course. We all know what flirtatious voice is. When a woman is trying to get a man's attention, we know in a man we know when a man's trying to get a woman's attention. We know yeah. as human yeah. beings, you can tell. You just pick up on it right away. So, so that and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, Wakarna fibutikuna when we said we said is not just to be uncovered yeah. is to actually leave the house because now you left the, the utmost form yourself, yeah. of, of, of uh, being covered and being yeah. protected in hijab okay yeah. listen to this when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about surah al-nur at the end what does he say وَلَا يَضْرِبْنَ بِأَرْجُلِهِنَّ so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and I'm trying to translate as I'm talking here. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that they do not walk and make a sound with their so high heels is not permissible in public. Okay? Because that tak 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 I mean that's like hey, it draws attention. It draws attention. Okay. And the way that women walk, and we're going to talk about that in just a second as well. So I want to make this apparent. Al-Khulkhal, or the zina that some of the women today, they wear things, bracelets around their ankles. Yeah. Okay? There's zina, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Before the women, they used to wear big, heavy gold on their ankles, around yeah. their ankles. Yeah. So they can't go anywhere. So if they run, they can catch them. I'm just joking. But they used to wear big gold. And that was a that was a like my husband loved me. Look at what he got me type of thing. Yeah. But the women would would um, walk hard, 
so make that could noise. be heard that it makes noise because it has a little chain on it to lock it and it's exactly what you hear with the high heel in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said uh, and do not walk forcefully or push down or hit with your feet is what the, the verse oh. means okay so that you will not know what is hidden from their beauty yeah, so it will, it will not be known yeah so it's the hidden beauty it's hidden because it has hijab over it of course okay so this is another proof that it's hidden it's not seen it's it's worn on the ankle it's hidden and it's not seen so imagine if you can't hear that how can you see a woman exposed if you can't see the khulkhal and you're not supposed to hear it. Khulkhal is what the, the, the it's a big bracelet, bracelet of yeah. some sort, you know, um, or, or any beautification. Or, and the high heels goes into this. If these things are supposed to be covered, and this is in the Quran, what is it about you that says, oh, we don't wear hijab? Okay. Now, if you have to cover the bracelet, the bracelet or the ankle around the bracelet around your ankle, what does it say when you walk out? the way that your husband should see you in the bedroom and you have makeup on and you have all these nice beautifications on in your eyeshadow you spent women spend at least an hour putting on makeup if they're going to do it properly minimum one hour a lot of them two hours depending on how much craziness they put on mm -hmm. okay and then the man mashallah ali he puts on a kufi and he has a lahya and he has a qamis and he's doing tutorials and videos with his wife and they're laughing and giggling in front of the world and the malaika is cursing both of them. Akhi, if you're jealous and you have any kind of chivalry or manhood in your bones, how can you be okay with your wife being on social media exposed and ha 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 laughing? And that's all temptation for men. Subhanallah, of course. If you take a thousand men, akhi, take a thousand men from every culture, yeah, any culture, and ask them, those thousand men, they each one of them, if you tell them what's your favorite body part in the woman, they will tell you to the detail. Every single one of them will desire every single inch of a woman's body. Guaranteed. Yeah. Some of them will agree upon different parts. Okay? Of course. But... Every, from behind the neck, everything that's covered, from the ears, from the nose, from the, that's why it's pure to cover the face, okay? But if you go and you expose yourself and you're wearing hijab or you're doing a hijab tutorial, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uqsim lakum bi rabbil ka'bah, this is not Islam. Uqsim billah hadha tabarruj, uqsim billah hadha haram. This is haram, like there's no debate, this is a thousand percent haram. And these, all these Social media Mongols, Da'is, whatever you want to call them, that have, you know, 20,000, 40,000 subscribers will never talk about this. And it's haram for them not to talk about it. And they are sharing the ithm by not talking about it. They share the sin that you're doing. And I will be re responsible for what I say on the Day of Judgment. This is not a joke, Akhi. This is not a joke that we have TikTok. Oh, oh, ya Habibi, ala TikTok. I mean, there's, يعني, Allah, uh, you know, if you if you have to hide the what you're wearing under your garment and not have the men hear it, could you imagine that your your bosom is showing in a certain way, or you can see certain parts of your bosom? Of course. I don't want to give more detail than that. You can see the neck. You can see you can see the 
um, the the chest portion where your this oh, goes, yeah. or the neck. Come on, you guys, we're not little kids here. You see these women or these men walking around with hickeys. How does that happen? Somebody likes the neck, achi. You guys, like, well, like, we're, do we have to get explicit? No, it's the reality. It's the reality. In the jahiliyyah, the women, all they didn't do is they, they were something, they didn't have their ears covered. Like we see a lot of the sisters doing now, and they put something and you can see half of their neck. But they were covered, achi. This is very important that we're, we're doing like the jahiliya. Of course, al-firdaus al-a'la once again. <laughs> so you have to be, be mindful of these things that, you know, that Abu Hurairah, he saw a woman walk into the masjid and he said, إِلَىٰ أَيْنَ تَبْغِينَ يَا أَمَةَ اللَّهِ Where are you going? She said to the masjid, he said, سَمَعْتُ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ سَمَعْتُ حَبِيبِي النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ He said, أَيُمَ مُرَأَةٍ تَتَعَطَّرْ يَعْنِي مِنْ بَيْتَهُ لَتَذَبِ الْمَسْجِدِ فَهِيَ زَانِيَةِ He said, you have to go home and wash, make ghusl before you come back to the masjid. And I ask you, sister, why do you put on perfume? Ask you, ask yourself. Because anyone that puts on perfume or cologne, you know that it, you don't smell it anymore. Yeah. After five minutes, you can't smell it. Yeah, Other people smell it. Of course. Huh? That's true. Okay. And then the sister, why do you put on the makeup? What's the purpose for putting on a makeup? What is it? Just to get some level of attention. Really? Or. Hmm. Is that halal or haram? Would be outside of the house, it would be considered haram. They don't do it at home. Of course, they don't do it at home. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of these women who are married, they go, they spend an hour before they go to work to look beautiful. Subhanallah. You know, and then they come home and then they put their hair in a bun, they take off the makeup and they look like Dracula. We've mentioned this before. <laughs> and the husband was seeing all the different flavors at work who are dolled up and beautiful. And, and like we said, he doesn't know they're going to go home and, and do the same as his wife, but he comes home to that. And then, of course, he can't marry. And, of course, he can't do this. And, of course, Akhi, the man is not a slave. He's not your slave. Akhi is not your slave. And you men, stop being simps and stop being slaves. SubhanAllah. Wallahi, Akhi. And that's why we tell the young brothers and the sisters, there's a lot of crazy brothers too. Don't get me wrong. No, but we're wrong. talking about today, Akhi, in today's society, they're telling the woman, you go, you can do it. You divorce, you take half his stuff, you take the kids, you get alimony, you get child support. They just, they, the man is, is so ill-treated. Yeah. This doesn't make it fair in the eyes of Allah. You can follow the dunyology, but it's a matter of just a few years. You die and then Allah will take care of everything. So we're telling people who fear Allah, who want to fear Allah and listen. And you might not like my delivery. You might think <laughs> I'm hurting your heart. The goal is for you to get poked in the heart. Right there in the heart to get poked so you can kind of like wake up. Whoa. Why is he suck? I'm not here to hurt your feelings. I don't know who you are. <laughs> this is most people is like, I'm not here to hurt your feelings. You're listening to me, yes, but I'm not here to hurt your feelings. I don't know who you are. I don't know your life story, and I could care less. If you wanna come with us, great. The more you start following the dean, the more you're gonna say like, well, I, this okay, this is normal stuff. Yeah. Reasonable. And once you don't, you know, you don't, you're hearing all the other sides and you come and like, what are these nuts talking about? <laughs> they don't live with us. Yeah, we don't live with you. And that's why the, those who go to Jannah are going to be very few. But you need to know that too. Only one out of a thousand will go to Jannah. It's hadith of Prophet Only one of Bani Adam, one, one out of the thousand will go to Jannah. Ajit. 
and a lot of ulama said there's a lot of yajuj and majuj and kuffar that you know they make the numbers big but regardless it's not a good number it's not a good number yeah yeah how many people succeed in life Mm-mm-mm. rare it's you know success rate is very rare as well yeah so if you have to if you want to succeed you have to do what everybody else is not doing whether it's in business or in school and when everybody's having fun in high school and you're working hard to get a 4.0 GPA it's going to pay off it's only one year of fun and two years of fun three years four years high school dependent but then those people are going to be working at McDonald's and you might be owning a McDonald's mm-hmm. no it's different it's different so you guys want to have successful outcomes but you don't want to work want to be lazy bums you want to be like the kuffar you want to do like the kuffar and then oh al-fardus it's not allah allah just doesn't do that that's not like that's that. not the law allah can there are exceptions to every rule but in general the rules are there for a reason yeah sheikh um uh, that's uh, some good content there what about piercings what's appropriate for a sister a nose piercing uh ears um, and then there's a lot of kufar traditions that do um, that do uh, tongue piercings, lips over the eyes. Um, I mean, like other parts of the body, belly buttons, all that. Okay. Belly First of all, you know, if the piercing is not, if, let's start. If the piercing is done um, in a outer place, it's haram. Okay, that's wow. basic because wow. nobody that's can come and see your aura. It's not a medical. <laughs> this is not a medical emergency. No. Okay. So let's start there. So if you have one on the belly button and and below or wherever the the crazy. Yeah. Achhi, we are worse than the kuffar sometimes. Achhi. I, I, it's like okay. When I walk into a coffee shop or somewhere and I see either it's a man or a woman and they have the little bowl uh, thing on their ear and their and their uh, nose. Yeah, in the middle. Yeah. I'm, I really want, I, I will eventually find somebody that I could ask. And like, why do you do that? Yeah. The bull ring was meant for the bulls because they can tame them. So whenever the bull goes wild, they grab that ring and they put them down. That hurts them and they submit right away. Now you have human beings that want to look like bulls. It does not look beautiful. It does not look nice. You don't, of course, add you zid ali the green hair and the, there's a rebellion. You can see the people who do certain things; they're in rebellion. Their whole look is rebellious. They're not doing. They're not. They're not healthy. There's something wrong with them, Mahi. They're not. They're at at best they're rebellious. At best, that's if they don't have psychological problems, they have daddy issues, mommy issues, whatever stupid issues. You know, none of them are sane. That's just that's who the shaitan takes a hold of, Mahi. You know, like the men or the women, they come and they paint the black and they do. You can tell that you can you get a sense of they look like shayateen. They don't look like they're saying, Akhi. Most of these kids you go and you see, they've been abused by their parents. These are facts. You can read about this. Of course, they try to change all the facts from back in the 70s. You know, when they did all the psychological tests on these kids. Yeah. Then they changed them little by little. But if you go and you dig some and you listen to scientists and you listen to scholars of psychology, they'll tell you, Akhi, this is it. You know, when they see somebody that's with the opposite gender, they know that they've been abused by one of their parents mm-hmm. or one of their family members. This is like the first thing right away. 15, 16-year-old, you know. They know that they were abused by their mother or their father or vice versa. Or an uncle or somebody close by. That's like right away they go to that. The trauma. Ajeeb. 
every every woman you see that's perturbed, you they right away, daddy issues. Now, I'm not trying to be a psychiatrist. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a psychiatrist, but that's the that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So go read up on it and find out. It doesn't look healthy. It doesn't look Islamic. It doesn't look proper. You don't look like the norm of the society. None of it. So the so the, the piercing is if you look like a camel or if you look like a cow. That is haram because that the bil cows bil camels and the kuffar that do this. That do this. Okay? Yeah, it's not Islamic. The piercings, tradition. even it's proper if you have one piercing, maybe two. Even the whole ear, achi, it's it's disgusting. And this is against the fitrah. We come back. We co- look at the cultures. What is what the believing be, uh, the believing men and women accept is uh, is not uh, is not evil. That's true. So once we get into that too, it's a question mark. I'm not going to say haram for the women for that, especially those things are covered. Yeah, okay. Covered, yeah. So the the nose piercing, Achi, I've 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 read mixed reviews about it, and it depends upon the culture. To be honest with you, like for instance, a lot of there's um, Africans in Desi that it's normal in their culture and it's not aib. Like in my culture. Maybe somebody's going to look at me like, hey, 20 years ago in your culture, not today. <laughs> uh, that it's, you know, if the women do that, it's like they're loose. So they give the wrong impression. Oh, okay, okay. okay? Yeah. So it depends. And once again, why put yourself in a question mark? And I tell you, sisters, any piercings that are sticking out of you. Oh, well, this is haram because only the kuffar do the one that go there. Sane people don't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the one that goes through your your above, your, uh, above the eyebrow. Subhanallah. Okay, these are all piercings of of the shayateen. Go back and find out, read up about about them, yachi. Okay. Subhanallah. So, the lip thing, same thing, yachi. Yeah, it's just. You know how sometimes they're they're drinking something and their thing gets caught there and it gets rips them up. Yachi, that's Allah sending you a notice to to not do it. You know, you guys are laughing. Wallahi, it doesn't look. It does not look gorgeous. Or, yeah, uh, the only not. ones attracted to you are the shaitan worshippers. You're not going to get a proper man or high value man or man of value or an educated man is looking at you like, oh yeah, I'm going to bring you, I'm bring my mom over tomorrow like ASAP, uh, Federal Express right now. She's going to be here. Okay, they're not. And go look at all, once again, the ones that are doing the piercings, the tattoos, they go to corporate America, you take them off. Yes, that's true. You will never see these things over there. So these are, uh, these are all tashabbuh bil kuffar, all of them. Not only do you look like a monkey, you look like a kafir, you look like a fajr, and you might look like the opposite gender. Subhanallah. So these are where it comes in haram, you know, this yeah. is the problem. And if all of us start wearing it becomes a norm, maybe we'll discuss it. But until that time, it's not proper, inshallah yeah. ta'ala, and it is haram in many cases. Yeah. Subhanallah, subhanallah. So like I talked about, like the nose one or whatever. So I'm telling you guys, sisters, I have daughters, I have sisters. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like the ear piercings or whatever it is, uh, the nose piercings, those maybe somebody from a different culture, they want to come and ask for your hand, but they know their mom will look at you in a weird way and you might lose it out on a good opportunity because, oh, you do it. Why do you do it? Once again, why? You know, if I had, you know, my wife would ask me about these things. I said, you, if you really feel like putting it on today and you want to look different and do, you, there's a sticker you can put on that nobody could tell it's real. <laughs> yeah, I'm just nobody, saying if you want true, to get around true, it and you're, you're at home true. and you, I'm just telling there's options out there if you want to do this kind of stuff. That's true. The tongue piercing, the tongue piercing is, that's shaitan right there, uh, everything. Subhanallah. And of course, that 
is already tied into not just things. a loose woman, the the top of the loose women. Yeah, yeah. Forget about it. The only ones who do that are adult actresses. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Proper women don't do that. No. Okay? And I don't care how much you think it's going to do this or that. It's just all shaitan. It's all satanic, akhi. Subhanallah. The last thing I want to mention before we forget and before we run out of time yeah. and batteries are the raptor nails. You know, you look like a raptor. You know, the... The, the long nails. The Jurassic Park animal, the raft. The, yeah. Is that called a raptor? Yeah. A rapture, yeah. I think is what it's called. Yeah. Achi, your nails, sisters, yeah, you can have little nails. You can file them. You can clean them. But the longer they get, the dirtier you are, the nastier you are. It does not look cool. No. Now, if you start getting into long, the ones that you put on that have those, that's what the worst, the worst. of society wear. Yeah. You're never going to see Matilda, Jessica, uh, the proper women put on such nails. No. They might do the French manicure that comes out to here. That's the proper for business. I'm not saying you should do that, but I'm saying even if you did, because those are kind of permanent. You can't just take them off. No, no, no. Okay? You can put on nice little nails if you want for Zina, for your husband. You can paint your nails as long as you're willing to make wudu and you can have to clean them off. Be aware of all these things. Yeah. I'm not going to get... But the raptor nails, Zahi, they are disgusting. Okay, why? Because you have to make a stinja. And when you make a stinja, meaning you have to wash your private parts after using the bathroom, more than likely, that's going to be nasty that you cannot clean properly. Uh, do I have to be very explicit? You guys, wallahi al-azim, I don't even understand how can a young woman put on these raptor nails and then she says, I'm a Muslim. Oh, and I'm going to eat with my fingers. Akhi, it's nasty, akhi. Look at this, just, well, life, they do tests of all the germs and garbage that's underneath there. It's nasty, akhi. And not only that, it does not look cute. No. It does not look beautiful. No. It does not look proper. It only looks like garbage, uh, drug dealers, uh, prostitutes, if I can use the word. That's what it looks like. I'm yeah. telling you the truth. That's what it looks like to us men. That's what it looks like. And to the kuffar as well. Of course. Proper men I work with, I've asked them these questions. He said, I don't know. My daughter didn't, I never thought my daughter, I don't know. A lot of the Arab sisters now, the daughters, they put it on these, these nails. And you know what's worse out of all of this, sisters? You know what's the worst part? Let's say nobody thought of you in a bad way. You know what your uncle, your dad, your older brother, they know that you don't make salat. And if you have haya and you're a good Muslimah, you wouldn't want your brother or father or whomever to know that you're on your periods for a week or 10 days. Yeah. Just, you have to have hayat. Yeah, that's true. See, you have to think about these things. And a lot of times we feel like we're deprived. We have to put them on. It's not. It's not. It's not. I'm just telling you guys, you know, for somebody that's been around a long time, it's it doesn't look beautiful. It just doesn't. No. It just doesn't, you know. So there should be hayat. Uh, you know, of course, if you're going to paint them blue and black, of course, you just get, make things worse, accentuate, <laughs> you know. But in every facet, they have these long nails, whether even if they're yours, even if you don't Naturally, put on the natural, then, yeah. if the longer they are, the more the maintenance and clean and dirt gets yeah, underneath no them. Doubt about and it. if you're praying, Akhi, why do you pray with these nails? Yeah. Of course, they should cut them. Yeah. And that's a sunnah, Correct. And the sun is to cut, yes, of course, every 40 days you should you should cut your yeah, for um, sure. and cut the nails off every 40 days as well, you know? Yeah. 
They don't let him go long. Of course. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Sunfani min nari lam arahu ma ba'd. No. He talked about those who beat people with whips. He said there's two types, categories of the dwellers of hellfire that I have not seen yet. Okay. It reminded me of this hadith. This kind of wraps it all together yeah. and we can go home. It's been a long day. That he hasn't seen these two categories. The first one is those who beat people with whips. We've seen that in our time and even from four or five hundred years ago where actually they just lash and whip people um, whether it's merited or not. Okay. The other one is قال كاسيت عاريت مائلات موميلات لا يشمم ريحة الجنة وإن ريحها لا يشم من مسافة خمسمائة سنة في حديث أبو هريرة وإن ذن النظر حديث سد ومن مسافة كذا وكذا مينن that it's so far away he said that the first category he talked about the second category is he said مائلات that they walk and they they sway what does that remind you of prostitutes no the worst of women the runway the runway models, models yeah that's true hmm Subhanallah. So you all, you, you all admitted that you don't ghudl basar. May Allah forgive us, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, sister. I tell, I, I, I'll tell them. I'll tell myself. May Allah forgive us. Okay. Ma- true, uh, models. models. Okay. Of course, they weren't full hijab and everything. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Um, with makeup, because it's halal, right? Astaghfirullah. So ma'ilat, the way you walk, that sway, yeah, is when you're out in public. Yeah. Now you should learn how to walk this walk at home, so you can drive your husband crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's because it drives men crazy, Akhi. Yeah. Why is it haram? It's haram because it drives men crazy. Prophet ﷺ talked about this. They didn't have high heels, had nothing. Yeah. And still, the woman can walk in a way where you put one foot in front of the other and you walk, and that's how you sway. Yeah. Yes, I looked into this. So they <laughs> they walk, ma'ilat, mumilat. Mumilat, they sway and they sway everybody with them. As they're walking, the man's like, <laughs> Swain with them. Allah Akbar. Billah. Ma'ilat. Mumilat. Mumilat. Yumlilna ghayrahun. That they have ever sway. Whether they sway in looking or their hearts towards them are swaying towards haram. Yeah. Okay. Allah. He said, "Kasiyatun ariyat." Kasiyat. Ishu ma'na kasiyat. Kasiyat like the hijab of today. It couldn't have been a more beautiful description of today's hijab. Subhanallah. Okay. These are the pe- the people of the dwellers of hellfire. Yeah. They are dressed. They have. Hijab on, but it's tight. It's like painted on them or it's tight. Kasiyat, they are dressed, but they are un- undressed at the same time. Meaning that you can tell the body parts from the way they wear the hijab. The ulama talked about this before they saw this, Akhi. They were trying to think how, what does it mean, kasiyatun ariyat? What does it mean that they're dressed, but they, they are revealing at the same time? Because they know if you are dressed, you're properly wearing something wasa and fathfad. Yeah, Nabi Sallallahu is like talking about our time. Even they didn't even know what what, what it meant. Just like two, three hundred years ago, not even a hundred years ago, Akhi Mustahil, you could ask somebody what does it mean. They would know what it means. A hundred years ago. Subhanallah. Now it all came to action. Kasiyatun ariyat. Subhanallah. Their heads are like the humps of the camels. Don't you see the hijabi today, Akhi? It's like she has a hump on her head. The hijab is turned all the way like this and there's like all her hair. And a lot of women, they put 
separate things on their head to, to make, make it, it look bigger. bigger. So you think she has a lot of hair. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, hadith. If we forgot it, that means we didn't did we nothing. Didn't do justice, yeah. We did nothing. <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted us to talk about this. Alhamdulillah. Uh, it's important to know. Once you know, then you can you can at least have make action. Yeah. And you don't say I don't know. Okay? So they have these big, either it's hijab or they're wearing something. Like you see like a lot of the African sisters, it's almost like they have a turban on their head. Yeah. They don't even wear it. it doesn't Hijab's not here. Yeah, it's just on the head. Yeah, it's similar to that. Yeah. And a lot of sisters wear the hijab today and they put the hijab and they reveal the ears because the ears is not the awrah. <laughs> it's not. They wear the hijab. But what's unfortunate is a lot of sisters do it because they don't want to comb their hair. Or they don't want to take the time to do it. They just put that on it. They mm. wear nuskum. They wear this type of hijab like I'm wearing right here. No. Let me cover myself. Subhanallah, this is exactly what we see today. The women, they walk and they sway. Akhi, to you sisters who are over 25 and 30, and if you had a child, Please, for the sake of Allah, I am begging you, please stop wearing those stretch pants. They do not look good. They are not sexy. They are not beautiful. And the same thing goes for the brother. If you're wearing some tight stuff, if you're too thin and skinny, you look like a twig. That doesn't look beautiful either. If you're big and, you're, and you have, you, know, what, you shouldn't wear tight. What? I don't get, there's just like norms in, in this dunya. Not even from an Islamic standpoint, just norms. If you're big, you have a Wear clothes that are bigger. Uh, appropriate Don't for wear you. tight clothes, Akhi, and your belly's sticking out here, and your one's got. To, akhi, it doesn't look. It doesn't look nice for men, and especially for women. Now, if you're wearing a hijab on top of it, that's even worse, Akhi. Please don't do that. Yeah, I'm shaming and everything. You, I'm the most misogynistic person you're ever gonna hear. After uh, what's his name, he died. Khalas Khalina Minuhat. You know, Akhi. Please, Allah, sisters, this does not. If you think you're gonna get a man like that, you're gonna get, you're gonna get a crack dealer. You're not gonna get a human being, Nahi. You're not getting, you're gonna get a thug. You're gonna get somebody that wants to use and abuse. And they say you're beautiful. You're not. It's not beautiful, Nahi. It's not. It's just not. Yeah. And we've only had these problems for the past 20, 30 years. That's true. Before the norms were way different. Or the man who is skinny doesn't hit the gym and he wears a tight shirt doesn't. Sisters, you're not all, or women are not all over that guy. No. Okay. Whether you like the buff guy or not, but I'm saying if you properly at least wear the proper attire, I mean, even yeah. as a kafar, it doesn't look, it's not. You, you sisters need to stop lying to each other. Yeah. You know, I know there's a sisterhood and we're all in it to win it. <laughs> no. Everybody will say, nafsi, nafsi, yawm al qiyamah. SubhanAllah. So as Muslims, it's not, it has to be loose, it can't be revealing. It's well, likely I'm I'm embarrassed that I have to mention the, about the cellulite and about these different things. Oh, and man. I know somebody's gonna make some dumb comment. What are you saying, Achi? I'm not gonna run Why somebody over that's it? crossing the street. You see this stuff. If you are observant, you see. It's, Just it's like everywhere. you notice, it's in front of you, yeah. You, yeah, you notice somebody has pink hair, blue hair. This is very noticeable. You don't even need to look a half a look. I no. mean, I could be with my eyes shut and see this. That's how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so we're not, you know, what do you that what do you say to people who even brothers and sisters who when you actually give them advice regarding this topic, which is Muslim attire, how they present themselves 
And then they say to you, maybe you should lower your gaze. Why are you mm. even looking to begin with? Sure. That's the first thing they say. Mm. And that's, I just addressed that. I yeah. mean, it's even hard. without lowering my gaze, I, I know okay. this. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. You can't always 100% lower your gaze. You have to live. You see it. It's exactly, in corporate exactly, America. Exactly, it's at the yeah. gym. It's no, they're everywhere. Using, they're using it as a kind of a scapegoat from but the real argument. But that doesn't make it right. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't yeah. make it right. Yeah, Achie, if I'm smoking pot, I can't blame my parents for it. <laughs> They can be a part of the problem, but I have to fix it. I'm going to be asked about it myself. If I'm doing drugs, you can use it to find what the root of the problem is to help fix it. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from you're called a pothead or crackhead. SubhanAllah, no. You know, I mean, when you get pulled over, even if you say you're going to the hospital, do the, the, what does the highway patrolman say? Yeah, you should. You know what? I'm going to run behind you the whole way to the hospital. You can do about 100. This is your time to shine. Yeah. Or is he going to give you a ticket and say, ticket. I don't care if you're going to go to hospital? Yeah, ticket. You have to take responsibility, Akhi. Take responsibility. If it's haram, if it's bad, if it's not appropriate, just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Don't don't blame the messenger for telling you, hey, this is wrong, or you pointed out, or why are you not looking? Where are you looking? Let's be realistic, Akhi. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, my argument to you, all of you, is I started this our practice slam until I was 25. So from zero to 25, I've had a lot to see and I've done a lot. Yeah. So let's leave it at that. Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> this is extremely intensive, very beneficial, much needed, much, much needed on this topic here. Rarely is it ever addressed and really discussed into this detail. We spoke about many different categories of Muslim attire from top to bottom. So inshallah. Jazakallah khairan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase you in knowledge and, and in rewards and ajab. Inshallah. Inshallah. We're gonna, what are we going to see you next? We, we, we love seeing you. A couple of weeks, inshallah. Inshallah. We'll go back to Dal. Akhi. Yeah. This weather is bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's end of May and it's cold. I moved to Dallas. Alhamdulillah. I moved to Dallas. Wallahi, to be honest with yeah. you. It's like 70, uh, I mean, yeah, it, 75 at night and 95 during the day. Very nice weather. We're going to go hit the lake and just. Spend Very some nice time weather. with the kids. It's summer, Achi. It's we like, gotta come see you. I have the heat on at work right now here. Yeah, it's like it's that really, cold, right? I didn't, yeah. Yeah. Or you got used to that 95 weather. I don't care, man. I love the heat. Inshallah. <laughs> yeah. Inshallah, Jair. Inshallah. Inshallah. We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch, Inshallah. And Inshallah, give us your feedback. Uh, drop your comments on the Inshallah comment section. And Inshallah, we'll be, I uh, expect more exciting podcasts. Inshallah, many more exciting type of things right here on D-Love. And Inshallah, make sure, Mandalla ala khayrin, whoever guys says something khayr, make sure you share this. You get the same reward as the one who benefited from it. Inshallah, we'll see you guys next time. Sallallahu, salam ala nabina, ala alihi, ala 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 ala